In a world where combat sports changes on a dime, two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to and they were trying to sign him. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. Aljermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. You hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Peña has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think is that great. Wayne, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Boxing. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our purses against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations at Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left by a lot so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. He didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't getting them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Arlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it just like the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful, 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 Stephen Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, fightful Select Weekender Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RBD Tito for Life. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksmen have arrived. Have arrived. Watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will Ospreay. What's hey, up, buddy? What's up, man? How you doing? 
Good. We can't. No, people can't see behind the scenes. This is the closest Doug has ever come to missing the beginning of the show ever. Yeah, literally yeah. with like as Osprey's, um, as Osprey was coming on the screen, y'all Doug popped up. So, what's up, oh. man? Great timing. Fashionably late, I guess, but I'm here. All good. No, all good. We made we we made it. We're here for the <coughs> 2022 Live Rounds Awards. We're gonna be going over a lot of categories today. Whole bunch of stuff. Uh, a lot of pro wrestling uh, categories. We'll do a little MMA um, and action figures. Um, you guys know we're big collectors, so we're going to definitely go over that stuff. Um, as people kind of trickle in here tonight, I'll just start off today's show. I'll just get it right out of the way. I know everyone wants to hear my opinion. I'll just throw it out there. Yes, the Minnesota Vikings did have <laughs> the biggest comeback in NFL history. I'm just saying that was insane. I can't believe that happened. And Kevin O'Connell is the greatest coach in the history of the Minnesota Vikings. And I love this team so much. And I'm so happy to see what they did. Now, I don't want them in positions where they're down 33 to nothing. You know, I'm not, you know, there's still, there's issues with our defense. Ed Donatel, something's wrong there. I, I can detect that and admit that. But like, I don't know, man. Like, this is a crazy season, crazy team. Like, Another now ten and zero in games that are within one score, like this is just and these were all mostly games we would lose in the last couple of seasons. So like, yeah, I, uh, yeah, this is <laughs> it's unreal. Explain to me the range of emotions you went through while watching that game. Okay, so when it started, so it was a Saturday game, um, yep. and my uh, <clears throat> my parents. We usually get together with my dad and my stepmom um, for the games. My stepbrother usually as well. And, um, they, my dad and my stepmom live like, give or take like 45 minutes from me. So for this game, because it was on like regular TV for them, they, um, they were like, Hey, we'll just watch it at our place. And I was busy in the morning. So I wasn't going to be able to like drive out before the game started. So anyways, I, um, we weren't watching together. So the first like half we're like texting each other. We're just like, man, good thing. No one wasted their time driving, like, you know, 45 minutes out to sit around and watch this and drive home, you know? Um, and honestly, dude, like, <clears throat> I mean, it's not like I've been sitting there thinking that they were going to make this giant comeback, like literally the biggest comeback in NFL history. You can't like predict that to happen, obviously, but like once like KJ really got going and like we scored that yeah. first touchdown and like, felt like momentum was like starting to shift a little bit like the, the offense like really started rolling and like jj starts breaking out again and feelings catching big passes and dalvin cook massive like 80 yard run or whatever it was for a touchdown like towards the end of the game i mean just these giant plays while also simultaneously getting effed in the a by the referees we had two <laughs> plays that should have been on defensive touchdowns that were just blown yeah. dead early yeah Especially that last one. That last one was brutal. I mean, clear fumble, clear recovery, clear touchdown, the end. And yeah. Yeah. So, like, and I'm, I'm honestly one of those people that I really don't, like, like, when, like, I'll admit when someone, like, even if it's, like, the Packers or whatever, right, like, they make a good play or, like, something bad happens to them that <clears throat> that isn't fair. Like, I'll admit it. Like, I might not like the team, but I'll be like, hey, like, that, even as a Vikings fan, like, that, that, that didn't look right, you know? But, like, this was so clearly like how did you it's it's a it's a problem with the league itself though that did it, it's not just yeah. the vikings game and that's why i feel yeah. okay saying this too because it happens to way too many players and too many teams 
because these referees, I don't know what it is. They're so quick to blow the whistle and just not let plays play out. Like, because it all depends on them blowing that whistle. If they just don't and let yeah. the play finish, if it needs to be blown dead, they would catch that in the review and move it back. They need to stop blowing the whistle. And then it's just not even allowed, even though everyone sees it clear as day. Oh, that should have been a touchdown. Like JJ, JJ had a touchdown another week where he clearly didn't go out of bounds. And they just said he went out of bounds and he should have scored a touchdown. It was like a 60 yard, 60 something yard touchdown that they just called out about. Like he caught it and they gave him the completion, but it should have been plus all the yards in the touchdown. And they just never, they blew the whistle early, thought he went out of bounds and he didn't. It's just like, you know, so anyway, I just want to throw that out there. Once again, not just the Vikings, it happens to everyone's team, but the referees and it just, it's, it's weird, man. And one last thing I'll say, the more that I play stuff like prize picks, the yep. more that I'm convinced that the organizations, the teams, the players, they know what their numbers They're are. They're all in on it. Yeah. Dude, they do. Because some of them will be right at that brink and then yep. just stop. And it, it makes no sense other than like – So I had, I had Christian Watson <laughs> on one, but I put the, the pick in on Friday. And then I also picked him on Monday. And the difference was like four yards and he hit on the one that I picked on, put on on Friday, but he missed by two yards on the one that is on Monday. So I was like, man, but I had Justin Jefferson on prize picks and he went down. Always goes over. But he went down, he got injured. And I was just like, oh man. And then I saw on Twitter, Jefferson's getting garbage time uh, yards. And I was like, oh, (laughs) is he back? So then I looked and I saw that he was back. And then I saw it was like 21 to 36 or so, or 33 or whatever it was. And I was like, oh, they're going to come back and win now. Like, I felt it right after that. I was like, oh, they're going to win. Because I just knew that, like, the momentum was on your guys' side. You were at home. So, and then our game, it's so weird because it's like we lost, but then we made the playoffs that night. Right. So, it's like if we would have won, we made the playoffs we lost and we still made the playoffs. So it's just kind of like, whatever, like it, you just take it for what it is. It doesn't really affect things. It was a non-conference game. It basically takes us out of the division hunt to, to beat the Eagles. Like, cause the Eagles would have to lose all three of their games for us to win the division. And I don't see that happening. Um, it does get interesting though, with Hertz being hurt. Get it. Uh, yeah, I and I want, I want all the Eagles fans I want all of them to keep that same energy when we said, well, you played Cooper Rush, you didn't play Dak. I don't want to hear any excuses from them when they're like, well, you beat Gardner Minshew, you didn't beat Hurts. Listen, it's the same thing. You play our backup, we're playing your backup. That's fair, I guess, you know. And then we'll see if we actually see each other in the playoffs. So it's all good. I'm looking forward to the game. But it doesn't have the same implication. The division really isn't on the line. It is what it is. I think that we hate each other. We're going to go to war, see what happens. But uh, I, it, it's tough, though, right? Because, like, if the defense will just do their part. Right. We Same will for the Vikings. Teams. Yeah, we I will know. crush yeah. teams. Like, we're putting up – we're averaging 32 points a game. Like, yeah. it, it's just not even close. And, like, when the beginning of the season, if we had – we were only allowing one touchdown a game for, like, the first eight games. Right. Like, until the – the till the well, we did the Eagles game, but then after that, it was just like nonstop one touchdown, be it that's it. So it's like, I, I just it, we're falling apart at the wrong time with injuries. Like, 
We lost Leighton Vander Esch. We lost Jonathan Hankins. We lost Anthony Brown. Like, those are all three starters on the defense. So, yeah, just hope that we can get it together. I hope we play angry on Saturday and uh, gain some momentum and have something going into these playoffs because we're going to have to face that old bastard Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And I know he sucks this year, and I know they're not that good, but, man, when that guy's, like, football life is on the line and we're 0-9 against them, like, I don't feel great about it. Yeah, I, I agree with all of that. Yeah, I know how that feels, too, with, like, your offense is playing great. And that, I mean, there's the thing, the, the Vikings have had, like, there, there's been plenty of, games where like Kirk didn't play like lights out but right but like but you know most of their games it's like they are scoring like that you know they're like in the 30s and stuff like consistently because they have to be and they're still winning by one score it's like we're not just blowing anyone out that's one thing that just that can there are things about the Vikings that definitely concern me heading into the playoffs like but but I also what a turnaround from how I felt last season. Like, even if the Vikings don't go all the way this year, like what we're building with O'Connell, like I'm, I'm all in, you know, like I, yeah. like, I'm not, he's, the guy's already exceeded my expectations. So like, if he can, you know, obviously the expert, the main expectation is the Super Bowl, but like, you also have to be realistic. Like the Vikings have never won the Super Bowl in the existence of football. So, you know, and especially like all these close games, it's like eventually that's going to bite you if you can't like get over that hump because games are going to be close, but like there's going to be chances where you're not going to be able to come back. You know what I right. mean? Like, yeah. So and Kirk just has to stay mentally game. strong. Like many has. Like yes. Kirk has been really, really good about like like keeping it together because the weapons are there. Like when when those guys get going, it's our offense is, is awesome. But yeah, I, I agree. The Lions are dangerous. Definitely. Yeah, I'm not sleeping on the Lions at all. I think the Lions are a playoff team, and if they aren't this and year, the, they will be next year for sure. And the Packers are starting to get it together too. Hopefully, it's not a. Uh, hopefully, like teams don't lose to where they can let them in. But never know, man. You never I know think what's gonna happen. I think the bigger rivalry for the, the next like five years or so is going to be Vikings and Lions for the NFC North. Like because I think that. Rodgers is going to be out of Green Bay, like regardless, I, I or, or he's going to be declining. Pretty good. I think the oh, Bears yeah. could be pretty good too with Justin Fields. You get some more playmakers for him. They, they can be pretty nasty. Their management uh, isn't the strongest, in my opinion. Though, like that, I don't. I think that general manager and stuff isn't great. Like, I don't. I don't know. He kind of. Well, he just he started. Me a bit. Well, no, I know, but I'm just saying. Like, I remember the Vikings interviewing him, and we chose adult. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. They the the Bears signed him before yeah. the Vikings even I think even interviewed him. But like we wanted to yeah. interview him. And yeah. but I just remember seeing his press conference that night. And like that, that's not a make or break on somebody, to be fair. But like I remember right. watching it and being like, this guy's a really bad public speaker. Like he I don't I don't know how comfortable this guy really feels. But if he makes good moves, I mean he has a good quarterback. He has a franchise quarterback on his hands. Like that's obviously a gigantic piece to being successful. Um, but well, I think it's like, I got to judge you on the draft. That's really where I'll yeah. judge you is it, it, off season moves. Yes. But like, I really need to see you all you, okay. You've accumulated these picks. You've trade players. What do you do in the draft? That that's yeah. what I need to see. Cause yeah. that determines to me if you're a good GM or not. Yeah. So yeah, we got, at least we got good stuff to look forward to in the NFL still this season. Very happy about that. And um, I'm also just pat myself on the back. I finished first place in my fantasy league heading into the playoffs. 
So mainly because of the Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins combo. And also my team is looking good right now. Knock on wood because Derek Carr has been very hit or miss. He's my second QB that we start. And, but like some games he plays really well, like last game he played really well. And I also had Darren Waller this entire season, most of it on IR and he came back and he's, he's already getting touchdowns and stuff again. So it's like, I got some good combos that if, if both guys are on, but it's, it's all or nothing. If, if one, if, if Kirk can't get the ball to JJ, they both have to get nothing, you know, obviously. So it's like, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm, I'm looking, I've never won my league. It's been over 10 years. I started the thing. I'm the general manager. I had to buy the belt that we all pass around every year and I've never got to actually win it myself, but I'm, I'm in the playoffs. And so wish me luck, everybody. If I win the thing, I'll put it, I'll definitely show you all on stream. I'll show you the belt. Hey, I tried this, and if you guys are interested next year, we can do it. So just let me yeah. know how many people are down, and we can do it. I might be more open to it now. I was, I was, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. I'm, I'm in three leagues, and I've, I'm in the playoffs in the second round in both of them right now, in two of them. One I didn't make it, but the other two I did, and uh, so I'm in the second round there. But we've got this yeah. one guy that, I mean, his team is just a monster. And he has Justin Jefferson, but he also has, like, Josh Jacobs and mm. Aaron Jones. And uh, he had Jalen Hurts, but he won't have him now. So that that's huge. But, um, yeah, so it's going to be uh, it's gonna be interesting down the stretch. And there's, like, always – because I have, like, on my team, I have Tyreek Hill and CeeDee Lamb together. And then I my running backs have fallen apart. I have Brees Hall. And, man, that guy would have – took me to the championship but now i just have nick chubb and Najee harris as my top because i had damian pierce as well but he's out now so my team's starting to fall apart i'm starting to try to pick up some players on the waiver wire or whatever hoping to just get enough and then justin herbert i mean like last week dude he had 313 yards but (laughs) like like no touchdowns so he only was nine points like sometimes they give you 34 points, you know? <coughs> yeah. That's really where we're at. I'm actually yeah, show you my team real quick. Friarmouth absolutely killed teams. Zero points. That, that you can't you can't have that. You actually see my team right here. Is my uh is my squad. So we got and like, luckily, like, he, he yeah, I got him obviously off like waivers like weeks waivers, ago. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Connor just came back off injury. Juju's looking good right now. Waddle's very Cow- hit or miss. Cowboys defense used to be huge for you. That's yeah. I've stuck with them all season sure. though. Like, they've yeah. had their, their big weeks have been huge. Yeah. Yeah. For me. Yep. And Justin Tucker, like, people always clown on me. I take Justin Tucker like pretty early in the draft every year like he outscores a lot of my like regular players this past week wasn't good he missed a couple which is like really unlike him but uh there's actually some value in getting a good kicker people kind of sleep on them but uh but yeah listen hurts can play i don't care let him play let hurts play if he wants to go out there with the bum shoulder we you want us to finish him off that's fine with me let him play that's fine bring it on i'm ready there you go. Hey, before we get into the awards, we're going to start with our figures, uh, figures of the year. Speaking of figures, want to tell everyone real quick about FK, sponsor of the show. Thank you very much, as always, to FK. His link is in the description below. Uh, if you just send him a message saying live rounds or Steven, Doug, anything about the show, he'll give you 10% off 
of your order. He's been selling stuff like crazy, it looks like, because I'm seeing stuff going up and like on and off of his, his site pretty consistently right now. So get the stuff while you can. Uh, great deals going on over there. 10% off once again. Just hit him up, message him live rounds or anything about the podcast. And uh, thank you very much to VK. From the bottom of both of our hearts, we really much, we very much appreciate you. And um, <clears throat> please go support him. The link is in, is in the description below. Also, I want to give a shout out to Patrick, who I had the message right here. I got to pull it up again. Um, sorry about that, Patrick. He is a big supporter of the show, uh, Patrick Bannum. And he's, uh, I don't know if he catches us. I know he catches us on the replay often. I don't know if he's able to make it live, but yeah. um, <clears throat> Patrick sent us a, a donation through my tip jar on Twitter um, earlier today. And just wanted to thank uh, thank us for the show and wish us both Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Um, and uh, so wanted to extend that out to everyone in the chat as well. You know, Happy Holidays to everyone. Um, Hanukkah is happening right now, so Happy Hanukkah, like currently, to nice. everyone who celebrates Hanukkah. And yeah. um, uh, and thank you, Patrick. We very much appreciate the very kind donation that you sent to myself and Doug today. Um, yes, thank you very much, Patrick. We really appreciate it. Yes, yes. Um, and then, of course, if y'all want to send Super Chats, uh, Matt Phillips Reviews just sent one. We'll get to it in a second. Um, we will read out all of your Super Chats uh, during tonight's stream. We will answer your questions. Uh, anything you'll want us to talk about, if you send a Super Chat, you can guarantee we will cover it and we'll put it up on the screen. You can also send a donation in the description below. Works the same way as what Patrick sent me. It goes to my PayPal. I'll read it out. Treat it the same way as a Super Chat. Um, and me, me and Doug split, uh, split everything. So just full transparency, anything you send me to like my personal PayPal or whatever, it always gets split with Doug. So just know that it's always, it's always going both ways. Um, it's important yeah. to both of us. We very much appreciate it. Um, well, you guys have it. Please smash that like button. Let's get some more people in here so we can have a fun discussion. I really want your guys' opinion on our top tens. It might not yes. be, um, what you guys think. And I just want to know what maybe, maybe I totally forgot a match and be like, Oh yeah, you're totally right about that. That might have to move that or whatever in my mind. But um, really want to hear all your opinions on the awards, who you guys think is the, you know, wrestler of the year, fighter of the year, uh, top matches, all that good stuff. We're going to go over everything and uh, definitely want your input on that. So thanks for yes. tuning in. I really appreciate that. Um, before we get into the top uh, in the figures and all that stuff, I do kind of want to just go over the what happened on AEW, kind of where we're at wrestling wise, and then we can jump into like your interview stuff. Uh, I do want to go ahead and get the super chat away from Matt. Uh, you mind if you read that, Stephen? My camera's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, all good. Um, it's uh, from Matt Phillips Reviews. Thank you very much, very much for that super chat. It says, got my kid nephew into AEW. He got to meet Kenny, Action Andretti, and Ricky Starks at his first live show. Pleasure to watch you guys. Happy holidays. Well, awesome. Matt Phillips Reviews, very much appreciate it. We always see you in the chat. We we know you're a, a, a regular watcher of the show, and we, uh, we very much appreciate it. And uh, that was a heck of a show for your kid nephew to get to be a part of. And years from now, when Action Andretti is like a world champion, he'll remember seeing him before, uh, you know, anyone else really got to see him live before he was anyone. So that's really cool. Um, is that, was that winter is coming, I'm guessing? Because that's like the only one that I can think of where like Action Andretti 
And that's what I was assuming. Like Sorry, I, I I just assumed that's what the show. Because I know he wrestled about. like QT Marshall on, on like Dark. A Rampage or Dark yeah. or something like that. So um, so yeah, I that's what I was wondering. Um, Either way, yeah, though, if you got to see him before he blew up. If you got to see him on Dark, like Ashley Andretti is going to be. Some, I mean, Jericho doesn't just put people over like that for no. I mean, he had to do it to Fandango. I guess that didn't really work out. So great, I didn't really think about that just now. But yes, um, but dude, but that's like, awesome. He put over that kid clean. Yeah, we'll talk about it because I want to talk about Winter's Coming as a whole. I thought it was a really good show. I'd like to go over that. Um, yeah. Kenny was on Dark Show, believe it or not. Yeah, I saw that he was on AEW Dark. It's awesome. Um, Vincent Valentine. I'm going to go ahead and read that one as well. Yep. Uh, thank you very much, Vincent Valentine, another loyal watcher of the show. We always see you in here, Vincent, and happy holidays to you and everyone else here in the chat. Says. Yep. New Japan just released the updated rules for crowd cheering at the Tokyo Dome. I'm even more excited for Omega Osprey now. Your guys' thoughts? I know Doug's um, very happy about this. I mean, you've been talking, you've been complaining about the no cheering for years. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, but but it's kind of weird, wonky rules. I kind of feel like that this is more like rules in place, but people are going to kind of do whatever, and it's not going to be like strictly monitored. You know what I'm saying? Although they did say that there's like a full section that like if you want to sing, cheer, all that stuff, then you have to pay extra money to sit in a certain section right. where you can do that. Hmm. They said 100% stadium, like full capacity. You're able to like cheer and, and like clap or whatever, but you're not able to like chant or you're not able to sing. So, but if you do 50% full, you can. So, hmm. like, Interesting. I feel that I'm pretty sure they're going 100% on this for Tokyo Dome. And you're still going to be able to hear them, like, ooh and ah and kick out and all that stuff. So, I think it's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm super excited for Wrestle Kingdom. I think it's an awesome show coming up. Um, yeah, they'd have to kick Doug out for cheering in the wrong section. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, listen, I'm so, I'm so uncomfortable in other countries. That's why I've never left America. It has nothing to do with, um, xenophobia (laughs) or being afraid of them. I would would love Japan, but I'm also very aware that that, and I'm also very aware that like I don't know Japanese. I just yeah. would not want to be in a situation where I can't communicate with anyone. I'm vulnerable. Like it just scares me. Like sorry. Like there's some people that just take that leap, and I'll find somebody. I'll figure it out. I'm not one of those people. So it's just yeah. not comfortable. I, but, I I would attempt Japan if it was if it was uh obviously my I'm never getting in another airplane again. We have to talk about you know that. But like, I yeah. you know obviously the flight itself. But I would love to go to Japan. I've been to like some other countries, um, where they spoke mainly Spanish. Um, but like my stepbrother was around who speaks fairly fluent Spanish, so like I always kind of right. had someone around that can help. But I haven't really been in a situation. I've definitely thought about that before, but now I think about it less because I just am never gonna no fly chance to somewhere yeah. like that. Man, if they could bring Japan to me, I, I honestly Japan is the place I would most like to to uh to visit i just yeah it's very cool japan's very cool you know once once like vr gets caught up enough like where you can pretty much just like b 
be there virtually, like that'll be cool. That's probably right around the corner. Real quick, gotta give a shout out. Avatar 2 was freaking incredible. Was it? It was so good. And I'm so happy because movies have been trash. But Avatar 2 was awesome. Like, it is why you go to the movies and you actually like care about these characters. And it just it it was badass. I it it was an amazing like spectacle. Like the three D was incredible. Like it it is uh it it was just badass. And and like everyone, this is the thing that frustrates me too. Is like I've never been the one that needs like this Academy Award winner for a big budget like blockbuster. I understand there's cheesiness to it or whatever, and I'm fine with that. Like, all I've wanted is just no identity politics in the stuff. So, like, once it's not have that and it's, like, a fun, action, cool story that you actually care about the characters, like, when a character could die, you actually feel sympathy because they're actually likable. Because, like, a lot of these characters, if they want to die right now, you're just like, see ya, take care. Could care less. Don't like you. I don't like this show. Whatever. So what, what what movie death hits you the hardest? Oh God. Mickey, when he died in Rocky Three, was absolutely brutal. And a lot of it's because of Sylvester Stallone. And then the music, the music that they play after he dies is so brutal. Mickey by Bill Conti is like one of the hardest hitting. Like when I die, people will have to hear that song. Because no matter what, they're not walking out of there without a tear in their eye. You know, it's yeah. just one of those that really hits you right there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of movie deaths that are really hard. When I was a kid, Turner and Hooch, I thought was absolutely brutal when the dog died. Mm, like, that kind of stuff's tough. Like that one. Yeah. But, but yeah, when Mickey died, I mean, Rocky already got his ass kicked by Mr. T. His face is all swollen. And then Mickey says goodbye to him. And he's just like, Mick. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them are tough though. Yeah. If they're I, if it's done right, it's like, oof, that's brutal. I've never really thought about it before until I just asked you that. I mean, my default answer to that's gonna like obviously be Hans and D three, but um yeah. I yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you catch what I just said? Yeah, Hans and D three, man. Kogan, um, let me know if you agree with this that they spent way too much time with the dude's relationship with the whales, like the one outcast son and the whales. Like, I felt like that that could have been cut down, like from that was like almost like a forty five minutes when it could have been cut down to like fifteen, something like that. But yeah, it was it was dope. Man, so good. Badass movie. Badass. That's another good one. When Mufasa gets killed by a squirrel, yeah. that that's a bad one. For personal reasons, um, this isn't like it wasn't like a main character, but like the scene itself and like the whole situation. Probably the hardest I've ever been hit, like legitimately, was Guardians of the Galaxy when they show the scenes yeah. of his mom dying. Because yeah. like that was like exactly like watching my mom die like from cancer, you know, it was like very it was like, oh my god, this is like exactly. And then like when he's like finds like her cassette, 
like and like he's like playing yeah. it in the movie that's like because like, i have all my mom's old stuff and like i still do that to this day where i'll find something or like something she write like her old journals and stuff um and like so that like that really hit me hard so like that and that i i thought the movie was fantastic and i hated the sequel and i hated that i hated the sequel because like I, I wanted to like the sequel um because i, I really i think that first Guardians of the Galaxy movie is uh, pretty pretty fantastic um, it's great it's yeah. it's really good um i remember going into that with my wife and just thinking like this is gonna suck like these are no main characters in marvel i have no idea what this is gonna be dumb g baby baby yeah, yeah. hard ball hardball. Yeah. hardball yeah that's a good one call me big pop yeah that's a good one man there's so many i'm trying to th- like i i'm just thinking like i'm trying to think oh oh here's a big one Ricky went in Boys in the Hood. That oh, is yeah. Brutal. <laughs> I've heard all brutal. yeah. There's all there's all yeah. Yeah. Man, I was body. They drag <laughs> his body uh, into the house. He's completely covered in blood. They're all panicking and like he's going to get the gun. And that that's the thing though. Like what people don't necessarily realize with movies and why it's become such like a universal thing and something that I love so much is because I, oh, Thomas J, my girl, facts. That oh, is God. A big. One. Where's his glasses? That. Where's his glasses? Bee stings. Um, but like, I remember being so confused as a kid during that. I was like, no way did I just, she dies? I was like, yeah. really? Like, Macaulay Culkin well, movie? was like, Macaulay Culkin died. And like, the, it wasn't even just like that. It was like to Macaulay oh, right. Culkin, Home right. Alone, kid. This was Michael Jackson. Beasting from a beasting. Yes. And then, and then I remember, remember that um, the Good you Son with Macaulay Culkin. Just oh, he was like a killer. Oh, yeah. That was nuts. Don't f with me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right, dude. That was ice cold. Yeah. Literally, he like. I remember he like throws his like kid sister like into the yep. like into the ice and stuff. Yep. The kid, they choose, they, there's the, 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 the mom off a freaking cliff. That's the end of the movie. Well, she has <laughs> yeah. to decide. Like, if she's I gonna, know. I remember my, like, I, that was so long ago that I remember my mom seeing that movie and coming up to me after she watched it and being like, Hey, I know you like Macaulay Culkin from like Home Alone and stuff. You can't watch this movie I just watched. Yeah. And she was like, It was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. It was like the end of the movie was like, if I would have been holding your, like, your hand and your brother's hand and I had to choose one of you. And she was like, yeah. she was like mind effed over it. I, I, I remember her after watching that movie. And then, of course, I watched it, you know, a couple years later. And yep. same thing happened to me. I was like, this is one of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen. Well, it's kind of cheesy too, now, but like, yeah. it's like Elijah Wood was a pretty big right. star too. So it's right. like you put both of them together. It's like, this is Huck Finn and North and all this other stuff. And it's like, man, yeah, it was a final showdown between Macaulay Culkin, Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. Like, yeah, yeah wild. Wow. Yep. I, and I remember the controversy of that, you know, because he was just a, like the Home Alone kid, and they put him in an R-rated movie. He's a psycho. But yeah, yeah it's brutal. See, I, that's right in my pocket of like when I still was watching movies. So I know. Um, I. But but um, what I was my point was though, when it comes to wrestling, like the sell job in a movie is like really what will hit it home. And I think a lot of that is what we're missing today is the impact. Of like what will what happens when how people react when they die because if Mickey just dies and then Rocky gets a call and that's it 
but he's like already on the brink. He just got his ass kicked, the emotion of that. And then Mickey also dying right afterwards and the way that they sold it and the way that it broke Rocky, like all that together makes it such a powerful moment. And a lot of times now I feel like these writers are just taking the cheap way out and you're not getting the full impact of what it should be. And you can do that in pro wrestling as well. Like it needs to like really hit you in the heartstrings. You need to care. If you don't care about these people, these characters, then like it's just the finishes are gonna fall flat. It's just not gonna work. And that that is what is so like important now in like modern writing and entertainment. And like, but when we go to streaming and the budgets aren't as big and all this other stuff, like people are just pushing content out, but the quality is just not there. So there's my little rant. <clears throat> Frankie, if you want to go ahead and read that one. Yes. Frankie Mattis, thank you very much, Frankie, for the super chat. Says, how would you sum up the year 2022 in wrestling? I think we'll go down <clears throat> as one of the most newsworthy years in decades. Happy holidays. Go birds. Um, um, so yeah, I we'll we'll kind of get to that like throughout the night because like we're doing we'll do all the awards for the year, but like I would say, yeah, very when we'll put it this way, when and this is going to kind of spoil um, one of the categories, but this is very relevant to what your question is. Um, yeah. When like when you're thinking about like moments of the year in wrestling, and like Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin coming back to wrestling is like not even like some some people's like maybe third or fourth thing that they think of. Like that's that's the kind of year we're talking about. Like Vince yeah. retires, you know what I mean? Like there's like a lot of big stuff that happened this year. So I definitely agree. That's kind of how, how I'd sum it up is like a headline, probably the most headline worthy year. Like that I can really think of like really recently, you know, I definitely. I would also say match quality was really high this year. Yeah. Really high for a lot of different companies. And I think it was in 2021 as well, but I think a, like this year it was in front of a full crowd the entire year. Like there was a difference in just the atmosphere and everything. So, um, but yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Um, yes. But yeah, a lot of good stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Blank check. Right. Break. Wait, someone said something about uh, blank check in here? Yeah, oh, there it is. He was sad as as why was when she's not arrested. Um, yeah, because Shay, uh, the woman, was like yeah. totally like. Dude, I don't want to say the word was, on stream, but it was, was so hot, man. Oh yeah, like you, when you go back and look at that, you're like, "What happened to her?" <laughs> oh, yeah, like <laughs> I do that every now and then too. Dude, like I watch hot. a movie from like the '90s, I'm like, "What happened to that person?" Like I like, I oh yeah, big time. Well, then you're like, had so much potential. Like, what happened? You know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, um, Oh, I randomly, I saw like that really lame picture from young rock of like all like the lookalikes yeah. that surfaced mm -hmm. and the one guy, I think he must be Brian Gewirtz. I, I think is who yeah. he was supposed to be in the picture. I like recognize the face. I was like, who is that guy? Like, why do I recognize that guy? And it was the kid from punked, like the kid actor who was on like soul plane and stuff. Oh wow! Like, I was okay. like, I like put that together. I was like, oh, that's what that guy's doing now. Like, okay, that's such. He a was weird the one connection. that like told Polly Shore that his career was over. Yes, like, and then yes. Polly Shore got really upset. Yes. Yeah. 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 Exactly that. <laughs> it's um, like, well, you're like really rude. He's like, <clears throat> yeah. It's over. You know that, right? Like, God dang. The weasel thing so, has played out, bro. Right. Um. 
<laughs> All right, man. We well, want to. Uh, you want to get into the figs? Uh, yeah, just real quick. Want to get into winners coming real quick, and then we'll get into the figs. Um, so winter is coming. I thought it was a great show. I really um, enjoyed it. I did think, though, first of all, I don't know if the Nick Jackson thing is like a legit real at all or if it was just a total work. I mean, the fact that he came back it certainly seemed like a work to me. But it, it, to me, it's like we're really like trying to make these matches really different when we don't have to, if that's the case. I definitely thought out of all the matches they've had so far, this was not this was the worst that they've had. Mm -hmm. um, wasn't the biggest fan of it, but like whatever. But I'm really looking forward to all the stipulation matches coming up. So tomorrow's no DQ should be awesome. And then um, the the last one is going to be nuts. That California show is being built up huge. That should be an amazing show. So um, I enjoyed that. Uh, trying to think of what else happened on there. Oh, the Andrade, the action Andretti thing. I thought that was dope. Yep. I just, Jericho really made that kid that night. But I'll tell you, like, what's the difference between him and Dante Martin? Um, well, he doesn't have as much. I feel experience. like, but I mean, like, when you're watching them, like, I feel like they're one in the same. Yeah, I think they're gonna, I think he's going to be a trio with those guys. Which I mean, that would actually yeah. be pretty badass. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's where I think it's going. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. they have they have um, AR Fox also. They can do trio stuff with that they've shown. But like, I think that I, I love AR Fox. By the way, I, I really like that he you know they're doing stuff with him in AEW. But um, right. he's also like a veteran. Like, but if they want to have like a trio with like three you know young guys, or they can even have a stable where he's like it's like New Day style or whatever, where they have you know. Like, you know, they can choose which which three compete out of the four or whatever. Like, yeah, um, I think he would be perfect with those guys. To, because I, he he drew similarities. That I've thought about this before this conversation. Like, I he, I thought of Dante Martin as well when I saw um, actually. I mean, the training. moment I saw him wrestle and he started doing some of the moves, I was like, dude, this is like Dante all over again. I think he's a little bit more charismatic. I think that he definitely um, might be able to hold that in more than what Dante would be able to. Cause Dante people forget was like a mass wrestler. So he was like learning on how to be like without the mask and stuff like that. So he's gotten better, but like, I think, I think the, this kid some has some, and I bet the WWE is just like, damn, why didn't we think of this kid? Why, why did we not sign him? You know what I mean? So like, I think AW did good. Cause you want those young talented guys that you could like really push and make stars out of that people don't know about i think he could possibly be one yeah i think it, i mean we've talked about that obviously plenty but like yeah that's and aw's done a great job of that look at who their world champion is right now and who the challengers are like they're yep. obviously in a good spot with building and i mean hangman and mox like we can talk about that too like i thought hangman's promo or uh interview oh. whatever you want to call it was great yep. um and him and moxley it's great because it's it's like Kyle Peterson would say, choose your own adventure. Like you can choose either Mox or Heyman. By the way, shout out to Kyle Peterson. I watched the. Yeah, I watched it too. 47 minutes. minutes. Yeah, I mean, we can collapse in the chat if you want to for Kyle Peterson. I'll clip. We're not on. worthy. We will never no. be you. Like, no. you that, that, has, that man has people's entire like life collections on like one details. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, just, just fantastic stuff kyle um very much yeah. we, we look up to you man we you know when i grow up on like kyle um yeah. uh, 
yeah. But, but anyway, anyway, let's talk Ricky Starks MJF. I uh, I just felt like the buildup was so strong, and like I felt like Ricky should have really been closer to winning, and then it kind of felt cheap where like MJF just went kicking the balls. I totally get it. Totally get why he did it. He's a heel, all that stuff. Got to keep that heel heat. And but it was like, okay, thank you, Starks, and now we're on to Brian Danielson. And I'm fine with that feud, so I'm not upset with that either. But it just was like, I just feel like it should be more than just a, well, we did this just one pay per view, and now we're we're done with that. Like it had more to it than that. So I hope they come and revisit it eventually in something else, or at least yeah. Ricky maintains the momentum that he had and not just kind of get lost in the shuffle again. Oh, yeah, I agree for sure. And I, I think that they'll put Ricky in a good spot coming off that. We talked about that before a little bit with like possibly the TNT title and stuff. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Samoa Joe would be interesting. Yeah, um, I would I would like it. And especially if like Joe's really willing, really willing to give him like a 15, 20 minute match. I think that'd be yeah, dope. So, absolutely. So, yeah, I that. Overall, great show. Great show. And like, I feel like AEW is really starting to pick up again, pick up some momentum. People are getting excited about the product again. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to Dynamite on Wednesday. Looks like it's going to be another good show. So, uh, and what's funny is I'm going to miss it. So, don't check my Twitter or anything. Think I'm tweeting live on it because I won't be. I'll be DVR it because I had to make a deal that I'm going to my in laws on Wednesday so I can watch the game on Saturday. So, that's, that's what you got to do. I mean, like, on one hand, I'm very proud of you, Doug. On the other hand, I'm like, I hate that it's even like that. But I get it. it. I get it. I get it. it. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, not, (coughs) I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking it. Um, Yep. You know. But, um, but hey, listen. At least, at least you don't have to miss your Cowboys, and that's that's. That's what's. I can't. I could. Even if this is important, at least you get to spend time with your family, Doug. That's what's important. Listen, I can spit out my family whenever I want. Like <laughs> these, there's only 17 of these things, and we only play the Eagles twice a year. Hopefully, three times, but we'll play Eagles twice a year. So, like, I don't, I'm not missing this. I'm just not. I'll be like checking my phone constantly. You, you won't even like the, my mood if we're losing. Like, you're right. gonna have a problem with how I'm acting. Like, it just, it's not gonna work. So, it just right. is what it is. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so. All right, I guess we can get this thing started. Let's do it. All right, y'all. If you want to send super chats throughout the show, we're going to go through our awards. We're going to start with our action figures, and we're going to do top ten figures. Um, we're going to do categories, kind of like top threes um, and, like, honorable mentions and stuff um, for a bunch of other pro wrestling categories and throw in a couple MMA ones at the end. And, um, and yeah, um, anything that y'all say or want us to talk about, just, you know, super chat it, and we'll put it up on the screen and um, – throughout the show and you know before we get off the the podcast like we'll make sure that we address anything that's sent our way and we very much appreciate y'all for joining us uh for our award show tonight and also fk once again ebay store link in the description below absolutely Um, and smash that like button smash the like button subscribe (laughs) hit that subscribe button all that all right so um um, so I have I, I have one honorable mention like so I like if you want to do eleven I don't know if you have one that you want to throw in as number eleven um, just because I was right I had, on the I had a couple of honorable mentions but like it's not I don't want to do I, I don't want to do I don't want to do too many honorable mentions because some of them might be like in our other like the other person's top ten you know what I mean 
Um, so, but I had just the one be, and I felt like I really needed to put him on there because of the year he's had and stuff as well. Just kind of like, um, so I'll just, I'll just start it off real quick. Just with an one honorable mention for me for the action figure top 10, um, because of the year, um, really the last couple of years now. And I think this is the best figure of his that they've put out. The, um, yeah. the bloodline Roman Reigns, I think is go. fantastic. The, uh, the ultimate, I've got him with the, uh, the man bun going there. Um, but I, I, this one was on my top 10 and I barely, barely had to, it was really close and I was, but I, I have to acknowledge Roman Reigns on this list because I think this is a really good figure. So, um, that's my honorable mention, Doug, if you have one as well that you want to put up there before we go. Into Honestly, my list. honorable mention would be the Cody Supreme. Okay. Got it. That's where I'm, that's where I'm at on that. Okay, cool. All right. Um, Let's go into. Um, do you want me to start this off? And like start at ten, go all the way up to one. We'll just alternate. All right, cool. So my number ten. People think I'm a hater, but first figure in a long time. I think it's pretty cool. Got the CM Punk AEW. Yeah, yeah. I, I got it. Got to have it on there. Um, yep. Iconic moment. His AEW return. You know. I saw that picture with him in FTR today. Might be coming around yep. on Phil a little bit. Maybe he will come back after a lot of that. But we got a uh, we got. Or uh, maybe they're both leaving, and that's how it'll go too. Yeah, probably, probably more likely. But yeah, so I've got right. my. I got the CM Punk AEW uh, his return figure as my number ten. All right. My number ten is the Jericho Painmaker. I love that figure. I don't have it yet. I love that figure. Really. Yeah, you never got this one. I think this is fantastic. It goes on my New Japan shelf because this is where he debuted the Pain Makers in New Japan. And uh, if you guys want to see, and uh, it is it's awesome. It also has a custom uh, Pain Maker shirt that did not come with the figure that I actually got from like a secondary market guy. So this is uh, definitely a, one of my favorite figures of the year for sure. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Um, yeah, I like that figure a lot. I, for whatever reason, like I've had it in my cart plenty of times, and like either the deal wasn't right or whatever it was. But I'll, I will definitely. That's I think the only AEW Jericho I don't have, and I have some of his like, um, like uh, exclusives as well, and I still don't have that. Right. Um, all right, my number nine. Speaking of Chris Jericho, actually, my number nine is the. Corazon de Leon, Chris Jericho, Luminary. Um, not the. This would have been way higher on my list if the actual figure itself was a little bit better. But yeah. part of this is like the fact that they even made this figure. I just think it's really cool, and I think they they, they did pretty good. Like you're trying to get a, a face scan of Jericho from you know 30 years ago, like right. you know, um, with the packaging and stuff. Like, and I keep all the Luminaries in the box, so like I. I don't know. I, I I thought this was a pretty a pretty cool figure for them to put out. Uh, a lot of thought I think went into this. So that's my uh, my number nine is the Jericho Corazon de Leon. My number nine is my elite uh, ninety six Hulk Hogan with the red bandana, and this is actually a custom shirt as well. But it is super dope. This is the Hogan that I like. I'm reminded the most of as a kid, the nineties Hogan. Um, also has the, uh, chain. Nice. Definitely. Definitely love this figure. I don't have that one either, but 
I do I do like a lot like I like all the Hogan's that come out. I just you know there are a lot of Hogan's, but I get yes, more sir. of like the, I get a lot more of like the NWO versions of the Hogan's, but um I uh I I gotta get more of the red and yellows as well. I'll probably get one of like the red and yellow from like two thousand two return sometime soon because I think that that was pretty cool. Um, there's so many that like you just have to kind of pick and choose or you can get them all, whatever. But like this year was like the year of Hogan figures. Like you got just literally everything, like every type of Hogan, your heart could desire. If you were like a kid growing up with Hogan, like you, you're getting a figure of it. So I think it's, it's very clear that the guys at Mattel were big Hogan fans. That's what they grew up with. And now they're like trying to come out with figures and just like ultimate warrior as well. And it's because they sell as well. Like these are yeah. big figures; people want them, you know. So the elites, the basics, the ultimates—like every like this line is of definitely them. not the only Hogan figure on my list, by the way. So there you go, there you go, nice. Um, my number eight is your honorable mention, and the reason okay. it slid down is it has actually nothing to do with this figure itself. But of course, I'm going to have it on my list: the Cody Rhodes supreme ew i still got that one in the box this is the walmart exclusive version um and the reason honestly is because i think the wwe elite and the upcoming ultimate both look better and that's yeah. the only reason that this is slid down because it's like damn i think because it's going to be very similar like the the like you know his his regalia and stuff is going to be yeah. yeah like so um that's the only reason right there was like I think it's a great figure. I think it's a great, you know, one to end for Cody Rhodes and his AEW run, like his final AEW figure kicks off the Supreme line. Um, and you could get multiples and mix and match them and stuff. But once I saw the elite, even like recently, I was like, damn, I think that's better than the Supreme. So like, got to gotta keep it real, but still definitely made my top 10. So I got number eight is Cody Supreme. Nice. So my number eight is a figure that I always wanted and finally got this year. And that is the RVD nice. Invasion uh, Uni, because this is when he when he debuted in the Invasion pay-per-view. And yeah. like also he wore this for King of the Ring when he faced Brock. It's just a really just captures that era, that moment. Big fan of uh, Rob Van Dam. Definitely won an RVD Ultimate. I think that'd be sick. But, so I haven't uh, noticed the channel's called RVD, RVD Tito for Life. So right, kind of an RVD, kind of RVD fan over, over there. And like the figure also comes with the thumbs, so you yeah. know to be able to pose them around, do whatever you want with them. Like he's just he's awesome. Love this figure. Yeah, I like that we don't have a ton of overlap yet, which is yeah pretty cool. There's been so many good figures this year. Um, yep. The next and like one. if you pick a figure and I don't even have them on my list, they're probably were very close. Like there's there's been a lot of good figures. So like if I can only pick 10, like these are the ones I came up with. But I can yes. definitely be like, oh yeah, that was close. That one was close, you know. For sure. I'm the I'm same in the same boat. Um next one I have is actually one that's very new. I have a little recency bias. I haven't even showed it on screen yet. It's so new, but I really, really like it. And um Make sure I'm picking up the right one. Here it is. The uh Target exclusive uh TNT Darby Allen. I think nice. this is a great figure. The um the title belt looks great, the 
it's with him and Punk with the uh, with the skateboard. skateboard. Um, I don't open it because it's, I, I don't open the exclusives. Um, or I'll get two sometimes and maybe open one of them. But um, but yeah, I, I, I'm obviously I'm a big Darby Allen fan. I like his figures a lot. I think he's really toyetic. Even though he, there is some, there's sometimes it's, you know it's kind of can kind of be kind of similar some of his figures, yeah. but like they try to mix up the the paint a little bit. They try to add. They always change up the skateboard, um, change up the gear and stuff like that. Um, and and speaking of you know AEW homegrown talent, like I think Darby Allen, you know, obviously being one of the pillars of the company, like he's he's a guy I think they've done a really a really good job with long term. And I think you know so anyway, I. This is uh this is my number uh, was at number seven is this uh, target exclusive Darby Allen? Yeah, for sure. Um, my number seven is this uh, Kenny Omega right here. Still haven't opened it yet. You ran away from me. There you go. Um, and, I, and like I said, the reason I picked this, it's it just I. I I have a bunch of pictures of him live at this event wearing this jacket. Like I just remember that event, remember being there. Um, it just kind of captures that that time at that event you go to live. You know, it just uh, there's a little sentimental value. For sure. um, and I'm a big Kenny Omega fan. I think it's super cool because it's not just like oh we put him in street clothes and he just has like his jeans and a shirt. Like it's got this crazy weird jacket with the, even the holes in his jeans, like definitely just like captures that cocky champion with Don Callis type of Kenny Omega going up against Adam Hangman Page. Cause this was the first night where like Adam was kind of clearly the number one contender and Kenny got in his face to acknowledge that fact. It was just like a cool moment. So that's why this is my number uh, seven. Nice. I like that. I like that figure. I don't have that one yet either, but I will eventually get that one as well. Um, I think it's kind of the, the that one and like the the Cody and like the Hangman and stuff where they've had like the more of like the clothes versions lately have uh, have come out really really well in my opinion. Um, next one I've got is the this is one that like really grew on me um, mainly yeah. because of like how poseable it is, but. Um, He's just a legend, just super toyetic. But I went with the uh, Ultimate Edition Jeff Hardy. Yeah, just uh, you know, basic white trunks, but like I, I uh, must have dropped the towel. But normally it has a towel that like hangs out the back of it. Um, classic Jeff Hardy, Hardy Boy shirt with like the medallion and the way you can just kind of pose him with his, you know, Fingers. I don't know, and the, yeah, just with the face paint and stuff. Kind of the shorter hair, which is kind of like a a short era, but this is kind of around like when he really was like breaking out as a single star too. Like, you know, so I, uh, the undertaker at that raw match. Yeah. That was like that ladder match. match. Yeah. And then he was like having kind of almost a program with the rock. Cause like the rock was with Trish Stratus and like, he was like (laughs) Trish Stratus, like it was crazy time, but yeah, Yeah. it's cool. So yeah, I got, got that at number, uh, number six, the uh, ultimate Jeff Hardy. He's pretty badass. Okay. So my number six is number six, Brian Danielson. Brian nice. Danielson, um, just it's his first AEW figure. Multiple head scans. Uh, it just is a really cool figure. I've had all. I have a lot of the WWE ones, and I feel like this one like more captures his fighting spirit. I guess you would say because in the WWE he's much more of like a lovable character. 
and not like as serious. He's that ultimate underdog. And here he's much more of like, you know, Blackpool Combat Club, I'll beat your ass. I want to I want to face the best type. And I feel like this figure captures a lot of that. So I definitely like this figure. Yes. Yeah, that was very close to making my top 10. Um, but I, yeah, I like that one a lot as well. Um, let's see, next one. Oh, yeah, this one, it's kind of cheating, but not really because like it's one, but it's a two pack. Um, the Amazon yeah. exclusive Young Bucks. Um no. Yeah, these are great figures. These are probably my favorite Young Buck figures that have come out so far. Um, as far as like the gear and stuff, their head scans are always a little weird. They have a different matte head scan on here than his other figures. The Nick one they've used yes. a couple times. Yes. Um, but like I think this is the best gear that they've that they've put on any of the Young Bucks figures. Um, so it definitely has more of that old school Young Bucks feel to it. Like yes, there's the new AEW shirts on there and stuff, but like the just the the tights and things like that is like you could see them wearing those in like Reseda and PWG. Like it, yeah. that's where it's like kind of cool. That's like not their just like modern look or whatever. Yes, yeah, for sure. Um, so my where we at? Uh, number uh, five. That was my number five. Yeah. Yes. So my number five is the CM Punk Walmart exclusive. Um, I took the jack out. I have two. I actually bought two of those, and I have one that's like with the with the AEW hoodie and uh, the shirt, and then like uh, so he's just wearing the hoodie, and then this one like it shows all the tattoos, the details. Like it's very cool. CM Punk is very toyetic. That's that's one of the biggest. Uh, losses for the Jazzwares line. It's just his figures would always sell well because he is very toyetic. So sure. that's one big unfortunate thing about not having Punk because even if you hate the guy, you feel like you need his figure. Like <laughs> it's just one of those things. So yeah. number five, CM Punk. And that's one that I only don't have because I haven't found it yet. Like that's one once I once I find one of those um, Walmart exclusive Punks, I will absolutely buy one. I'll buy two of there or two there as well. Um, my number four. Now, this is the reason that I had Roman as my my honorable mention, and this is the reason my because I almost didn't count this figure because it's like a re-release, but like I just got it also, and I haven't shown it on stream yet either because it just came in. Um, but it, it's a top ten figure if you count it as a new figure. But this is the AEW Shop exclusive yeah. MJF. Um. I think it's way better than the first time they put it out because of like the the shirt that they put in there and the way that they put like the scarf in there. They they pack it in really good. Um, yep. And I got of course the protector on there too. But um, but yeah, I mean this is a great. I have all the AEW shop exclusives, um, the whole series so far, and um, this is the newest one. And this is the bet they've uh, the Sheeta this year was great. The Mox this year was great. The Kenny I think was this year also. That was great. Um, the Jericho before that, like I, I love this whole series. But um, but yeah, this is my favorite shop exclusive, and it's the newest. And he is obviously also the brand new AW World Champion, so the timing of all that is perfect as well. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I like that figure. Um, my next one at number four is the Ultimate Edition Hulk Hogan. I nice. really like this figure. The posability and everything is great. The old school title the um old school headband like it definitely captures in that era i love the red hulkamania shirt um so yeah this is definitely a really good figure the face scan is like dead on like 
I'm telling you, man, they really hit home runs with these Hogan figures. They're amazing. There's so many of them. And like I said, you're going to be able to have like literally all of his moments, everything in figure form. So it's super dope. So definitely this is my number four. Awesome. Uh, Number three. So this one I think came out, I believe this came out this year, I think towards the beginning of the year, but it was like announced last year. So I counted it for this year. Um, It is the Luminary uh, Walmart exclusive, uh, the Sting with the Sting and Darby Allen style face paint. Um, Obviously I'm a big Sting mark. I love the whole Sting and Darby father-son connection that they have. Um, I've talked about it so many times how before Sting was ever even in AEW, I was just like a big pipe dream of mine that they would, that one day Sting and Darby would somehow be a thing on AEW and it happened and I think it's worked great and Sting is still the man. Um, so yeah, I've got that, uh, yeah, I, that, that's my number, uh, my number three is the Sting luminary with like the Darby style paint. All right. My number three is the set of Kenny Omega and Moxley. I think this is a super sweet set. Love the blood. Love the that Kenny has a totally different head scan than yeah. what you normally see. Um, the packaging is amazing. If you look on the side, like you can get all the barbed wire accessories. You can kind of wrap Moxley in barbed wire. That's what I kind of plan on doing is like just kind of wrapping him in barbed wire and then the barbed wire bat, barbed wire chair. Like, it's just a really cool set. So this is my number three. That's awesome. That's another one I've talked about where my buddy got that in a package that I ordered. Like he threw some stuff in an order and I had that in my hands and I was like, man, I wish I would have got this also. So I, uh, I will get that one eventually as well. Um, that's, that's an awesome cheap pack. Um, my number two figure for the year Waited on it. It was a journey. They had to send it multiple times. Eventually showed uh, up. Not once, uh, but twice. Yeah. Got the Ultimate Edition. Goldberg. Was it Amazon exclusive? Bill Goldberg? Yes, it is. Yep. Um, with the United States title and the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Um, this was... I, I really like... There's a there's a head scan also where, where he's blowing smoke. Um, I just yep. like this better because of the way that I'm po- I pose him with the titles. Like he's celebrating holding both yep. belts. Um, but and that really captures Goldberg. Like that's yes. just like when you think of WCW and him holding the belts with like, ah, like it just, yes. it just totally makes sense. And there's a lot of Goldberg figures. A lot of them look very similar, but this is about, I think as good as you're going to get for a Bill Goldberg um, WCW era figure. So yep. that is my number two uh, for the year. Bill Goldberg WCW ultimate. My number two for the year is I also an Amazon exclusive. And honestly, if it wasn't for an amazing piece, this would this would be my number one. Absolutely love this figure. I already know. Red's my, red's my favorite color. Oh, like, I actually thought something different. This Ooh, the Shawn right Michaels. Here. Okay. This this is going a different direction. Okay. Uh, I like that a lot I just, too. I absolutely love this figure. It is it like you couldn't ask for a better figure of Shawn Michaels from this era. Like it's just it's so badass. So this is my number two, but very, very easily could have been number one. Yeah, that's another great figure. Dude, I love that we had so many different figures on this list. Like, yeah, there's been so many good ones. All right, my number one is a 
I think a Target exclusive, I believe. Um, I mean, this was, I literally have been asking for a uh, nice right here that I've been asking for this figure um, for a long time, a version of this to done the right way. Did it it's so good. I got it two times. Um, number one, but the guy who got me into wrestling as a fan, as a kid, the madness, yeah. Macho Man, okay. Randy Savage. Okay. I mean, wow. that's, I mean, that's when I think of Randy Savage, a lot of people think of like, WWF Savage and like the Mega Power Elizabeth. Like this when I think of Randy Savage, this is the first thing I think about. And if I don't think about that, I'm thinking about in this shirt, which also came came with it right there. You can do with yeah. the like, that pose, like he's doing the you know, like so yeah. Um both of the I mean it's the same figure, but I bought it twice because I am that big of a fan of the Macho Man. Um so that's my number one. I'm going number one figure of the year for me. Was it a Target exclusive? Yes. Yeah. So Target exclusive, um, Target exclusive, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, Madness version. So RIP Macho Man. And My number one is just like, if you grew up in this era, if you were around at this time, you never thought you would ever get this. It's the coolest thing that they made all year. And it is the no holds barred. Uh, yeah, I remember you were stoked for that when you came in. This, I mean, like I absolutely had to have it. Zeus and Hogan. I still haven't even taken it out of the package to like pose it yet or anything. I'm debating whether it goes on the movie shelf or if it's going to go in the wrestling shelf. Um, because like, there's a lot of fun '80s and '90s stuff on that shelf, so I think it'd be kind of cool to like add it to that. But I'm still on the fence, but. I mean, this is just a home run to me. Absolutely awesome. And, uh, yeah, it's my number one figure of the year. There you go. I think we both had a good list this year. I will do a spoiler alert for a little Christmas uh, spoiler for y'all. Hanukkah, actually spoiler, because Hanukkah is happening right now. Um, Birds of War in the chat, who – Thank you for being here every week. This is the dude always throwing out the always sunny references in his username. Uh, Birds of War, one of my favorite always sunny references ever, actually. Love that episode. The gang fights for the troops. Um, wrestles for the troops, I'm sorry. Um, it says, Omos is going to be Steven's number one figure next year. I was I was hoping it'd be here by now. I did order the Omos from Elite from Ringside Collectibles. It will be here tomorrow. I thought I was hoping it was going to be here by today and I could throw it up here like it was my number one and troll everybody, but it did not show up in time. But next week on the show, I will show you my new Omos Elite figure because I do. I, I did purchase it. It just has not, has not arrived yet. Nice. Yeah. I'm definitely not purchasing one, so I'm just letting everyone know that right now. So just letting, throwing that one out there. Um, <laughs> okay. Did we have any other categories that you wanted to go over before we go into matches? Like kind of go over some stuff and then go into the top matches or how'd you want to do that? Um, I mean, I have like a bunch of categories. Yeah. So like I'm yeah. saying, if you just want to start like going over some categories and then we'll, we'll finish it. With we'll finish it with the match. Oh yeah. That's what, oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's, I thought that's what you were asking. My bad. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll start with, um, uh, you know, we'll start. I'll, I'll just kind of do this randomly. Um, how yeah. about how about we do this? Um, I'll well, we can alternate. Um, you know, I'll throw out. We'll just do like let's say we'll start with tag team of the year. Um, okay. And I'll give you tag team of the year. You give me your tag team of the year, like our number ones. 
And then yep. afterwards, we'll just talk about a couple honorable mentions on our list as well. And then that way, we don't have to go up the list or anything. We'll just because we have enough categories here that I think we could just give out our, our winners and then give a couple honorable mentions. I think that makes sense. Okay. Um. All right. So we'll start there. Tag team of the year. Um. My number one tag team of the year is FTR. Yep. Same. I Same. mean. I don't, I don't think there's anything much to debate. And, and it's kind of sucks because they lost momentum towards the end. But I think that the way that they finished the year with the Briscoes, finishing strong. So I think that really solidified it for them. So, yeah, my tag team of the year is FTR as well. Um, but if you were going to go on the WWE side, I mean, it's definitely the Usos, in my opinion. So right. if you want to do an honorable mention, then the, put it as the Usos. Uh, I, think a, I think the acclaimed – definitely has to be mentioned it's tag team of the year in in the conversation and and i really think swerve and our glory had a really good run as well um so yeah those are those are probably the ones that stick out to me the most yeah those are the three that i had my number one was fgr my number two was the usas my number three was the acclaimed um and then um as far as like i mean those are really the main ones that i think really need to be highlighted um Uh, next one, this one's pretty easy, so we can just get out of the way. Doug, what is your promotion of the year? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> AW. I mean, it just it, it definitely is to me AW. Yeah, I'm mine's AEW as well. Um uh on obviously honorable mention is gonna be WWE right away. And then my number three would be GCW. Um okay. what about you? Do you have a would you have a number another number three over GCW? I mean, if, if any hits to be New Japan, but I mean, they really did not have a great year. But like to me, like there's still some really good matches that happened this year in New Japan. So that would be my number three if I had to call. Yeah, well, and that's to be fair, this list is going to be pretty biased on my end because I don't, I just didn't watch like hardly any New Japan over the last year. So, but I also think that that's a reason why because there just wasn't enough to be like, dude, you got to watch this, or dude, you have to watch that. There just, there just hasn't been that buzz going, and so, but there has been some really quality matches in some of these though. So it's back and forth for sure. But for me as a viewer, I've enjoyed New Japan more than I've enjoyed GCW. Now, granted, I feel like GCW is starting to pick up again, and I'm definitely going to be following it more and probably enjoy it a lot more than I have been. But New Japan, I enjoyed it more. There you go. But we can both agree, AEW, promotion of the year. Feud of the year. Um, I'll say the feud of the year for me was... MJF versus CM Punk. God damn it. Fantastic. That's my my feud of the year as well. I just don't think that we're going to get a lot of um, those type of built up with that much depth and like multiple matches and like just you really got drawn into the story. Plus Wardlow really had a big factor in that as well and that really helped the next feud for MJF, like the whole thing was just done so well. And I don't think that there was anything this year that topped that. Yeah, I agree. Um, Audible mentions, my number two was Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Um, My number three was FTR and Briscoes. Yeah, FTR and Briscoes was my number two. 
And the only reason that I can't put it in one is just because a lot of it didn't play out on TV. Like it was just matches. And so you couldn't go there, but such an awesome feud. One of the best feuds in a long time. I think overall, FTR and Briscoe's had three like overall better matches than Cody and Rollins did. But I think the best overall of all them, and I'm going to be biased, of course, but like Cody being injured in the Hell in a Cell match has added so much of that to me, like that performance. And Rollins is so good. And like, he's gotten so insanely over also. Like, so it's, um, but like a lot of it was because FTR and Briscoe's like, exactly. You said it didn't play out on TV much. And you just only kind of saw it happen. Just kind of three pockets of the year, just like boom, boom, boom when it happened. And, you know, so it's, it's kind of, that's the only thing that hurts it. If, if it was something we got to really see play out on AWTV, it might even be above MDF and Punk potentially. But MDF and Punk was was special. Like that was a great feud. Um, yep. And MJF went back, or uh, Punk went back to his roots with like that entrance, which I thought was incredible. Yep. Stuff. I mean, it was that was great stuff. Hold on. Um, next one, Doug. Um, what is your moment of the year? That is so tough. Like, there's so much. But I'm going to be honest. This is kind of going to be out of left field. But I was sitting there live in the stands. And when Kevin Owens told Steve Austin that he came here for a fight, like, I mean, I literally was just like a kid again. And I I realized what I was just about to see. Like, we're not just getting some dumb interview segment. Like, we're getting an actual match. And to me, like, there was just nothing to top that for me. Like, yeah. Amazing. Well, hey, on the same night, my number one moment of the year happened, which was yeah. Cody Rhodes makes his return to the WWE um, unannounced. I mean, it was obviously heavily implied, but it was, for me, it was a couldn't believe it till I actually saw it type moment. Yeah. And I think the way that it done was fantastic with like the lights going out and the music hitting and they had the Cody Vader and like it was. Um, that, that's what's crazy is like, I was at a WWE show that had the two top moments of the year. That is rare nowadays. And so like, I give them a lot of credit. I had an absolute blast at WrestleMania. So props to them. Yes. Um, My other, so, so my number one is Cody uh, returning at mania. Yours is Austin uh, essentially returning at WrestleMania to like, have an actual match. Uh, my yes. number three on the list was um, CM Punk winning the AEW title from Heyman. I yes, I almost think that the moment it, it was it was just a shocking moment, but it was CM Punk losing to John Moxley in seconds. I like that one. That a lot was too. that was one of the most crazy moments because then I had no idea what they were doing. I didn't know what they were doing at the pay per view. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know if the rumors were true that everybody hated each other backstage. Like it just really like threw it out in left field where I was like, Oh my God. And then another honorable mention is CM Punk's entrance at revolution. Yes. Bringing back sure. the, the old ROH entrance. Like that was a very cool moment. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is, I didn't have this on the list um, of categories, but I thought of it and it just reminded me with all this WrestleMania talk. Um, but um, actually, you know what? I don't want to spoil any upcoming categories potentially. Don't I'll I'll I'll, I'll hold that off. Um, the next one we have is 
Um, I'm up on this one. News story of the year. Um, I think this one's a pretty obvious one. Although there were huge news stories this There's year, a, a bunch of them. There's but number one, I feel like, is a no-brainer. It has to be Vince McMahon retires. I agree. That's Vince McMahon retires. I mean, God. God left. You know what I mean? Like, that's wild. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I say God very loosely, obviously. I don't actually really like Vince McMahon that much. And I really didn't like him as a booker the last, like, decade plus. But, like... What we know as like modern day professional wrestling, like he basically fathered, you know what I mean? It's like yep. just wild that he, and especially the way that he had to step down and everything and surrounding it is just that, that's the story of the year, I think, hands down. Runner um, up though, the scrum. So the, I actually had that at number three, but it was very close. Yeah. For me, like what all that entailed, the suspensions, Punk leaving AEW, like all that, like it just, it was one of the great, and we also saw it all happen like live on, like while you're watching it, you're seeing Punk completely lose his mind while Tony Khan is sitting there, and then like you just keep following the news, and then you're hearing that they got in a fight backstage, and it just kept growing. It's like it's gonna be, like I said, like it felt like this was their '97 Survivor Series screw job, like that's what this whole thing felt like. So I, I just think that that. That is the runner-up for me. What did yeah. you have? So that was very, I mean, it was very close. Actually, to the point where that was my number two and I switched it. Uh, my number yeah. three was Cody leaving AEW for WWE. Like That was a big yeah. one, too. So, yeah, that was definitely a big one, I mean, too. and obviously, a big part of that is, like, him being an EVP. It isn't just losing the wrestlers, losing the EVP and the guy who founded the company and stuff. Like, that's, so, um, but those are my top three. My number one was Vince retiring number two was cody leaving AEW for WWE. number three was brawl out number four was steve austin wrestling again yeah which is wild but yeah yeah um next one is return or debut of the year what do you got doug how about you give me yours and then I'll I'll give you mine. So it's it's a piggyback on this. Like I Cody Rhodes returning to WWE. It's kind of it's kind of a cheap one to put out there. So if and and Stone Cold as well. Like those are kind of the obvious two that we would talk about. One yeah. that I would throw out there though that's like officially my number one is Cody Rhodes returning at WrestleMania to the WWE. Um, yeah. But one that I think needs to definitely be mentioned is um, William Regal's AEW debut, like massive pop when he walked out the first time and like got in between Moxley and uh, and Danielson and was like slapping them in the face and stuff. Like I thought his debut in AEW was really well done. So those would be those were the three on my on my list. I think MJF returning to All Out was a huge one. That was my number four. I was right there. That was a big moment. The way that they kind of did it and with the special music and all that stuff. It just all, like people forget about that night because of the stupid scrum. But like that was a that was a big one. So that's probably going to be my. It won't be my number one. I think Cody returning to the WWE. Like there's just nothing bigger than that that year, the last this year. So that's my number one. But MJF at All Out is my number two. Um, Romeo's got Bray. He's, yeah, Bray wasn't. That was on my radar, but yeah, it's the it's same thing. Me. Same for me. Um, but yeah, that. Kenny also, but like, you know, it's just different. Like the Cody thing was just so massive, like, like him leaving and, you know, like, so there was just so much to that return. Kenny coming back, the elite, the elite coming back to full gear was a big one too. 
for so sure. That would probably be my my other one. So it'd be Cody, MJF, the Elite. There you go. You would put Austin Although, there? Austin's a big one. That's a huge one. Yeah. So Cody, Austin. And then the one that was really unreal, it was remember when it was Moxley and Jericho and Punk came back that night to like clean out. That was a big one too. Yeah. So there's a, there was a lot of big return moments, all that. It was a good year. Next one we got, um, I'll let you go first on this one because I kind of doubled up on the last couple. Um, trios or stable of the year? I got to go with Death Triangle. And yeah. I, I like House of Black and all that, but like actual accomplishment wise and like throughout the entire year, I've got to go with Death Triangle. Um, if you're talking about like just a faction though, then it's bloodline. Like if that's what we're talking about, but if we're actually just talking about like, there's a trios, I think death triangle is, is the trio of the year. So my number one is bloodline. Cause I, I did use them as the stable, but okay. I had death triangle at my number three. So they were, they were right there. My number okay. two, I had as a black bull combat club. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I'm with you on all that. Number one is bloodline. If it's a stable, then it's black bull combat club. And then, you know, but but if you're just talking strictly trios, then I, I, I think Death Triangle's the number one. So I agree with you 100 percent on all that. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. They were my they were the top but actual. I, I don't want people to think that like I think Death Triangle's better than the Bloodline. I'm not saying that at all. Like I'm just saying like if you're talking actual faction, I think Bloodline's number one. Right, that's fair. I think we can we can we can even put it like as two categories right now, like officially stable of the year, Bloodline, trios of the year, yes. Death Triangle. There you go. There you go. Um, after that, I'll go first on this one. We got independent wrestling tag team of the year. Now, the way these indie, and this, me and Doug might have, we might vary a little bit on this because what you consider an indie, and there's such a giant pool of talent, and some people work some indies, and but like, or, you know, work some like impact and MLW and that kind of stuff too. So, like, the way I looked at this was like whether they're signed or not. So, like, if they're signed to impact wrestling, even I don't have them as an indie talent. So oh, that's kind of how I made that distinction. Like, gotcha. is it your sign? Um, now, if your list includes people that are assigned to, and like, go ahead, that's totally fine. And I'll, I'll also talk about those people too, because I would, I'd probably agree with you if I, you know, if that was part of like my criteria also. So um, right. that was really the only way I could really think of like a distinction because once again, there is going to be a lot of overlap with indie talent that also works TV. Um, my number one indie tag team of the year is violence is forever kevin q and dominic greeny they like been draped in gold all year they lost some gold to the bang bros pretty recently who are also on a great run august matthews and uh um davy vega um no davy vega um davy bang jeez davy davy vega different tag team uh davy bang and august matthews um but anyway violence is forever is uh my number one team they've been the iwtv team of the year like every year they've done the award um Love those guys. So yeah, VIF is my indie tag team of the year. So or, and or group. Sorry, you can choose a group too, an indie group or a tag team. Gotcha. So I haven't really watched too much indies this year. Um, I mean, I definitely was watching for a while, and I was going to, but never really tag team scene was a big deal. So I'm not really the best at that. I mean, um, so like I would have uh, picked like. Um, uh mance warner and justice like back when they were like on a roll um, sgc i had that my yeah. number, as my number three actually so like that would have been my pick but i also was thinking like if we're just not 
if, if we're just talking about like not in the complete mainstream, like Aussie Open, the Briscoes would have been my like top picks too. So that's kind of where my head was at. So it sure. threw me all a little off when it was like indie indie. So if it's indie indie, then yeah, I would go with the SEG or whatever. Okay. Yeah. My so my number one SGC. was I got you. My number one was Vance's Forever. My number two was Bussy, um, Alley Catch, and Effie. Yeah. And then yep. my number three is the second gear crew. Okay. Um, number or my my next number. Well, my next one, and I don't know if you want me to go first on this one too, then, but uh men's indie wrestler of the year. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> um, now this one you actually probably would also agree with if you just thought about it for a minute, but why, why I, I have one, but but he's but he signed with Impact. But I think that like he is like almost the like when you're talking about like all over indep- independent promotions, and I think he's the guy. But if you're viewing it as something different, then I want to hear what you is mean. your guy Matt Cardona. No, okay, because that's mine. I got Matt Cardona because okay. I, I don't think he's actually signed anywhere technically. I think he just works okay. freelance because he doesn't have a contract with anyone. So he's I actually in NWA and all this other and stuff. Impact and everyone, yeah. yeah. But he works the Indies, but a ton of stuff with uh, with Joshua Bishop this year with like AIW. Um, yeah, and obviously with GCW, he's still super over with that crowd and like very relevant with their audience. And obviously, it looks like he's going back to WWE soon, which is great for him. So like. Um, yeah, I just think honestly, like Matt Cardona has just been on. He's done. He's accomplished a lot on the independent scene this year. Um, so I yeah. actually I went with Matt Cardona. So mine was on Mike Speedball Bailey. Like that's so, who I yeah. think of. That's who I would have had if you were if I if he fit my criteria, he would have hands down been my number one. Yes. Yeah. So that's yes. that's where I'm at with with the one I was the way I was thinking it. So yes, I, no, and I agree with you 100 percent on that. Like when I was putting this together, the only reason he wasn't my number one was was 100% because I like pigeonholed him because he's because he's in impact and has that I'm like thinking to myself do they work Wrestlemania weekend and they're not with a major promotion on Wrestlemania weekend like yes they do okay independent then (laughs) yes right (laughs) so um so yeah but yes speedball is uh he's the man he actually spoiler alert I'll just put it out there because we're talking about him he actually was my number three for men's wrestler of the year like period like so he he made my top three overall um um my other indie wrestler my men members my men's indie wrestlers um uh that I want to give a um honorable mention to AC Mack uh beat Alex Shelley for the IWTV championship really early on in the year also, um, the first openly gay world champion in wrestling history cut a really good promo afterwards and had a really good run with the title throughout Uncharted Territory. Um, so AC Mack, I had in my number two. Number three, another guy who's just been killing it, especially in the Southeast. And now he's going to start getting some looks in GCW when they come around Alabama soon um, is any style Adam Priest. I think he's a uh, super underrated, but had a great year. Was the action wrestling champion up until recently lost to uh, Anthony Henry. Um, he does battle slam. I get to see him live, you know, locally. So he gets bonus points. Him and AC, I'll be honest, they get bonus points because I also see them live often too. So I, I do have a little bias because I get to watch them live. But like the I think those two guys also definitely deserve to be in that conversation of best uh, year for like non-contracted talent. So those are my those are the guys. But Matt Cardona is who I have one in that category. 
Um, and also shout out to uh, someone I had to really think about. He didn't have like the accomplishments, but like a lot of buzz and like is going to be the man was Nick Wayne. Like he was like really in my mind yeah. when I was thinking about it because he's he's everywhere. I see um Taylor McLaren saying a lot about Defying the Chat, and I, that also makes me think about Nick Wayne because I I liked uh, I thought Casey Navarro had a good year too. Yeah, and he's like, great. He he won the title for Warriors of Wrestling, and uh, looks like he might possibly sign with WWE. But like, yeah, I thought he he's a good one. I agree. I got to see him live at Battle Slam recently too, which was cool. Um, very very talented. Yeah. Um, women's Indie Wrestler of the Year. Um, do you want me to go on this one as well? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Is it, okay, go ahead. Um, my number one, and it's crazy. I'm saying this because of how young she is, but like, she's that good. I honestly think the top women's wrestler on the knees this year was Billy Starks. She killed okay. it, killed it everywhere okay. against people of all genders. Just absolutely nailed it every single time. Just fantastic. She is now 18 and already popped up on AW dark. So like the, she's about to blow up. Um, I've been yep. waiting for it for like four years now. So like, that's how good she is. She's been doing this since she was like 14 or whatever. Like, just sky's the limit for Billy Starks. Um, so, and she's already, I think, the best woman on the indie that like does not have a, a contract. Gotcha. Yeah, I was leaning toward Masha. Like, that's who she I was kind of thinking. She signed to Impact. With yeah. Impact. But like, yeah. like I was saying, when I see like, would she be available for indie dates? Yes. Can she? Like, that's what I was thinking. So like, it kind of threw me off. The I should I probably should ask for more clarity on some of these. No, that's okay. That's, that's what I was thinking. And well, to be fair. If Masha Slamovich is eligible, she's my number yep. one as well. So, like, that's right. I'm with you 100% with where you're at. Masha Slamovich is literally like, there's like Cody, obviously, is my guy, and Jericho, there's like always gonna be my guys. But, like, if you're talking like currently, like right now, like I'm really, really, really digging when I'm watching wrestling, first two people I'm thinking about are Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Masha Slamovich. I think the two of them are just, just awesome. It's and, like, wild. Is the first show that I went to at that Houston premiere was Roxy versus Masha. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. Masha's with Impact and Roxy's the NXT Women's Champion. Like, it's yes. crazy. Um, so I've got Billy Starks as my Women's Indie Wrestler of the Year. My honorable mentions uh, number two, I have Ali Catch. Number three, I have Trisha Dora. So, um, do you know who Viva Van is? Yeah, but not not as much. Okay. Is that mainly through Defy? Let, let me know, Taylor. We're always open yeah, to probably just so much damn wrestling out there. Try to keep keep up the best I can. Um, the next one you can go first on this one because you'll def, you. Know, this is kind of back to not kind of less indies now. Uh, okay. We have event of the year. What was the best wrestling show of the year, Doug? Uh, to me, it's Forbidden Door. I thought Forbidden Door just top to bottom, best action. Best like there's no batch there's no bad match on Forbidden Door and the expectation level just wasn't there because the card had got ripped apart and they still like totally hit a home run. Um, I love that. If if I if I say that there's anything that gives it real competition to me is WrestleMania Night One. That those are like the two that like I go back and forth with, but like overall enjoyment of just like blown away by the quality of the matches and the show as a whole is forbidden door. Yeah. Yeah. My number one also was AEW and new Japan's forbidden door. 
my number two also WWE WrestleMania night one, um, which was, if we're talking just moments, WrestleMania was the better show, but like the actual wrestling, the better show was was Forbidden Door, and that's why and I went Forbidden with Door it. had some cool moments, like with oh, Claudio debuting and all that type of stuff. Like there, it was just a very fun show in front of a sold out crowd in Chicago at the United Center. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was awesome for sure. But it didn't have, of course, the level of moments of like Cody and Austin returning and stuff. Like that's just yeah. insane. Like that, that yeah. stuff actually happened. And then Thanks. you also add like Bianca and Becky on that same night as well. Like there was yeah. just a lot of really good wrestling night one was awesome was vince and mcafee night two yes that was night two okay i got that mixed up that way both crowd both both nights (laughs) if you only went to one or the other you still got stone cold on both of them right exactly that's right that's right um on my honorable mention my number three was aw full gear Mm -hmm. i kind of recently revolutions up there too that was my number four i was like i was literally like you could interchange revolution and full gear for me um but any aw pay-per-view honestly like i think you can put in the conversation so um but i think forbidden door that was just something special with the two companies coming together and the night we got out of that i thought it was just an awesome i'm really looking forward to the second one i think you could go with any of the the aw pay-per-views though revolution double or nothing full gear all out they were all all great they were all great but but to me, I put Forbidden Door at the top. Next one we got. This is kind of a lame category, like, but because we've kind of already answered this, but with promotion of the year, but Booker of the Year, um, you know, I'm gonna say Tony Khan for AEW. Um, would you agree with that? Yes, but I definitely think we solved the most flaws that he's had this year, in my opinion. And maybe not even just necessarily just like how he books matches, but just how he was running the company. Like, I feel like he had to make a lot of mistakes to kind of realize, okay, I need to get back on track and stuff. But if you're talking about my overall enjoyment of, of a wrestling company, it's AEW and Tony Khan brought us that. So I'm going to have to go with Tony Khan. Romeo thinks Dana White. I mean, if we're including yeah. MMA, yeah. But if we're including MMA, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if we're including like other stuff, I mean, it would have to be like, you know, I have to really think about that because that really opens it up. You know, like who is who is the genius behind like Ice Poseidon versus Brandon Buckingham? You know what I mean? Like in these, like, you know, um, you know, those kind of fights. You know, phase, well, phase, phase, um, phase knuckles or whoever, um, you know, they, they gotta, they gotta get their fights in too. Creator Clash was awesome, actually. That was, it's actually, yeah. I dubs, Booker of the Year. Creator Clash was incredible. That was the best, the best YouTuber influencer type boxing event I've watched all year by far. So I'll actually, I dubs, Booker of the Year. Um, Triple H, of course, is gonna be an honorable mention. I'll also throw out Scott Demore. I think Impact actually another solid year for Impact. Just a lot of people just weren't paying attention like normal, so <laughs> pretty much. But you know that they do a lot of that on themselves. Like there's a lot of talent that should be at the top, and they just don't push them. So oh, I know, I know, it's unfortunate. Um, but uh, but yeah. So that's Booker of the Year. 
manager of the year. Uh, Doug, who you got for your manager of the year? Um, is Sammy Zayn count as a manager? Because <laughs> I no. think he is like the guy. Like a mascot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like something like that. Um, man, why is this so difficult? It shouldn't I mean, be that hard. My number one's in the same stable. You think Paul Heyman? Still, the, it's just too. Yeah, I can't speak now. Went down the wrong throat. He's still the, uh, like the the councilman to the the yeah. wise man to the to the head of the table and all that stuff. The tribal chief. Yeah. Yeah, we can go with that. I'm fine with yeah. Heyman. Bruce Wars says Heyman by default. That kind of is the after uh, Kogan says the same thing. You're dirty. Everyone say every Michael. Everyone saying Heyman. Um, but in it's my like, opinion, he's the best manager of all time. So I mean, he's gonna. I I personally team. like Smart Mark with Jade. I thought that that was a, a pretty darn good one, and um, I enjoyed Team Taz when that existed. I enjoy I, I, Stokely. I just feel like he just needs to be in the right group. Like he has all the qualities to be manager of the year, but I just don't feel like the firm is it. So when he also had Diamond Mine before that, which is kind of crazy yeah. this year. Um, Stokely was my Regal. number three. Regal is my number two. So Regal is a good um, one. That's a good one. That's yeah. up there too. Yeah, I had my number. That was my top three. We just yeah, we had my number one was was Heyman. My number two was Regal. And number three was Stokely. Yeah. Um. With that. Yeah, it's a good. Um, I, I but like you said, I like Smart Mark with Jade a lot too. I think I think they're back from. I think I saw something where they're doing. It's like he's her lawyer, but like right. he's not like walking around with her as the manager. But like if something goes down, like Nyla steals her belt, she calls Smart Mark to file a lawsuit or something like that. Right. Um. Next one we got. So we'll do. Um. Is this. Is this on this is on me this time you you had uh, manager I'll I'll go with women's wrestler of the year and this goes for women that are signed to a contract with a major company um, my number one women's wrestler of the year is Jordan Grace Impact Wrestling my number one is Jamie Hader it's a good one it's a really good one yeah and, and if not an honorable for me is Tony Storm I think she's up there. And it's tough though because Bianca's so damn good. Like Bianca's way up there is too. But like I, I've not enjoyed anybody's work as much as Jamie Hader this year. Like she's my number one. I like that. My uh, my top three were number one was Jordan Grace. Number two was Bianca Belair. Number three was Masha Slamovich. Wow. So a lot of great women. Tony Storm because I feel like Tony Storm had a pretty damn good title reign. Yeah, yeah, she did. I agree. I just don't think she. I, I, Masha just. I, I think Masha's right. just special, you know. And so is Bianca and Jordan. I honestly think had the best. Just had the best run of matches all year. Um, yeah, I, I'm good with. I, for me, it's if I had to, it's Hater than Bianca. Like that's probably for me what it would be. And then yeah. Tony Storm would probably be number three for me. And I'm only judging based on what I've seen. So, like, you know, no, no offense. Like, there could be way better stuff out there that I didn't see. But that's, sure. that's kind of my order. Absolutely. I mean, that goes for me as well. There's plenty of stuff. Like we said, we are we aren't even mentioning New Japan. There's probably been plenty of New Japan stuff that was great that we just totally didn't see. Like, so, but yes. Uh, so, my my one's rest of the year, Jordan Grace. Yours is um, Jamie Hayter. Yes. 
All right, Doug, you're up first for men's wrestler of the year for wrestlers that are assigned to a major promotion. Who you got? I mean, I just think that I, I and I might have got stale on it, and sometimes it was boring. But like, based on the situation, all the stuff that he was in, wrestling all over, I just think John Moxley has to be wrestler of the year. Yeah, I agree. John Moxley is my wrestler of the year as well because you also have to account for the GCW title run um, popping up on the indies. And yeah, I mean, carrying AEW on his back when they needed him. Like they they were in a tough spot multiple times uh, throughout the year and um, they went to him to like keep it going and he knocked it out of the park. So yeah. Um, and was selfless too. Like there's all those reports about him putting off like personal time and vacations yeah. and stuff and like he, of course, had the alcohol um, stuff he had to overcome too, and like so. There's he, uh, he really. I mean, yeah. And like very he was wrestling Nick Gage, AJ Gray, like a whole bunch of people in GCW and like wars, bloody, brutal battles, and then going to AEW there and like defending the title and like wrestling like damn near every dynamite. You know, like it just. I, I think that he he deserves it. Yeah. Now honorable mentions. I mean, you got to go Roman Reigns, right? He's my number sure. two. Yep. You got to go MJF, in my opinion. I think he's definitely up there. He just um, didn't wrestle that much. That's the only problem with MJF. I agree. But, man, like, he was such a huge part of 2022. Like, the CM Punk feud, the Wardlow feud, leaving, coming back, going in and becoming champion. Like, I just feel like he he's a big part of it. And, of course – Will Ospreay is still there. Will Ospreay's had some unbelievable matches this year. So I definitely view him as wrestling. And I feel like if MG, if, if New Japan was on a much more consistent basis and really like um, having in-depth storylines, I think Will Ospreay would really give a lot of people a run for their money. Yeah, I like all those names there you listed. Um, so yeah, I've got Mox at number one as well. I got Roman Reigns at number two and my number three was speedball Mike Bailey. Um, honorable mentions. I will throw Chris Jericho's name out there. He did have a great year. Ring of honor championship yeah, really, really reinvented himself again. Um, Lost also, a lot of weight, got in incredible yeah. shape, yeah. performed the Jericho appreciation society, like came ring of honor champion. I mean, he's had a huge year. Yeah. And another one I want to throw out there is Josh Alexander, uh, been killing it all year for him once again just not a lot of people see it but he he's been their their go-to guy so workhorse um, yeah workhorse. absolutely all right so now we get into match of the year um and me and doug each have 10 matches of the year that we have put together um and we can just kind of alternate on these uh going from 10 to 1 if you want to do that yeah and also, just if there was like a newcomer to a new promotion of the year, or whatever, like Takeshita was awesome. He was yeah. so awesome. Like everything he did was amazing. So, shouts out to him too. Yeah, there was a lot of other categories we could have we could have included, but we we went with what we felt was, you know, so that we, this wasn't like a super long drawn out show. Um, but with what we thought was the most important categories, of course, there's like announcers and commentators and like peripheral stuff. Um, um another category that i'll mention here in, in a second when we get into the the top 10 for the matches thank you very much chris for the super chat 
For sure. And uh, go Cowboys. Thanks, Chris. And let me know what you thought of the match of the year, pay-per-view of the year, all that good stuff. Just leave me your feedback on there because we're going over not just figures. We're going over uh, top matches, um, top everything, basically. And uh, so, yeah, let me know your thoughts. Yes, thank you, Chris. Very much appreciate it. Um, so I'll, I can kick off the top 10 because it kind of – I've been wanting to talk about this anyways. Um, yeah. So my number 10 match of the year, some people are going to hear this and think it's crazy. And also I'm, I'm not adding much indies. Like I saw a lot of great indie wrestling throughout the year, especially live. Like my favorite match I saw live all year was probably Speedball Mike Bailey versus Baron Black at Battle Slam. Like I've seen some yeah. like really good stuff live, but I have to take into account also like the, the, the stakes, like the, yep. the you know, which companies has happened in, how many people saw it. I'll, the level of the match, what was that? Which was that you know, on the line and all that stuff. So, um, my number ten though, people might hear that and think I'm crazy for this, but given all the circumstances, and this also feeds into a category that I wanted to bring up, but didn't want to spoil anything because of these lists. My number ten happened at WWE Crown Jewel. It was Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. <laughs> I, I unironically think that was one of the ten best matches I saw all year. Like it really, it was really, really well done. And the category that I wanted to just talk about was that, like, I almost brought up like celebrity of the year, like, you know, cause like McAfee's really good and stuff, but I just feel like Logan Paul just really blew everyone out of the water. Like it would have been kind of like a, an easy one for us to kind of low hanging. Fruit, I, so I honestly was, it's pretty much in my honorable mentions. It didn't make my top 10, but it, it is up there. Cause then, you think about it because I thought Logan Paul versus The Miz was really good. And yeah. I think Logan Paul versus Roman was better than that. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, so that, that's my number 10. Congratulations, Logan Paul. You unironically, like, legitimately made the top. And obviously a lot of credit goes to Roman Reigns for that, too, of course. But Logan and out I there, won. I mean, do some crazy stuff with the selfie, like the video in midair into the announce yeah. table and stuff. I mean, that was like, you don't see anyone doing that kind of stuff. It was That was really impressive. And I want people to realize, I might realize that, that like a match is better than this or that or whatever. These are my top 10. And this is like what I enjoyed the most of the year. So you might think I'm crazy that I picked this match or whatever. But like when I think of this year and the match quality and all this stuff, like these are my top 10. So what is your number 10, Doug? Oh, sorry. I was I was not biased. Uh, there is WWE on this list. So, like, I know a lot of people say we don't give WWE enough credit. Like, WWE made this list. So, my number 10 match is Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins from WrestleMania. Uh, that, to me, and it's not any fault on there. Like, there's so many good matches that this ended up being my number 10, but it's still had to make my top 10 and i i love this match that was a great match um probably won't be the last time we hear about this match in this list but for yeah, me it hit my number 10 so. yes one of the most underrated moments of the year this was a personal markout moment was from that match when cody did the cartwheel and the stardust yep. thing i was just like oh my god and then Corey graves to his credit i don't know if you've I know you were there live, but yep. if you ever went to rewatch it, but I've definitely rewatched it. Corey Graves with a great call because Michael, uh, maybe it's Byron Sassy, whoever's on the call with them, maybe it's, I can't remember, but whoever's next to him is like, um, 
uh, he was like, oh, Cody Rhodes doing some showboating or something like that. And, and Corey Graves says, he's like, that's not showboating, that's shedding skin. You know, and I was yeah. like, that was such a good call because he was doing the thing and being like, all right, I did it. All right, y'all remember Stardust? That's over. This is me now. Like, And, like, when Cody did that in the match, I knew that, like, he was comfortable and he was fired up. Like, you, it, it yeah. just said, like, the crowd picked up on it and they fed off of it. You know what I mean? So, yes. Yeah. Props um, to that. Yes. Number nine on my list, also WWE. Um, yep. I have – this one, I think, is a sleeper. Um, yeah. Maybe it's also because I don't watch a lot of WWE, but when it's good WWE, I notice it because I watch all their pay-per-views. But if it was like a right. Raw or SmackDown, I'm probably not going to really know about it. My number nine is Gunther versus Sheamus from Clash at the Castle. They beat the hell out of each other. And I that yep. was like, I while I was watching that match about halfway through, I was like, damn, this is like really, really like I would like this on like in like on a random indie show. Like this is the kind of just this is just hard hitting pro wrestling. So um, yep. I thought that was great. I got that at number ten, uh, number nine, Guthrie and Sheamus at a Clash at the Castle. And mind you, we have not talked about this at all, right? Number nine is the same match. Really? Well, there same you go. Match at number nine. So we are on the exact same page there. So that's two WWE matches in the top ten. There you we're going to keep it going. I love it. Number eight for me is Impact Wrestling. The only women's match that made my list, Jordan Grace versus Masha Slamovich, title versus streak. Um, okay. Just fantastic stuff. Um, they, they went for it. Uh, if if there is if there's anyone out there still that doubts like high-level women's wrestling, if there's anyone out there, I would just say show them this match and then tell me that that's not as good as anything else that you would watch anywhere. Like, so... That that's my that's uh my number uh my number eight Jordan Grace and Masha Slamovich title versus streak. Okay, now I know a lot of people like and even I think it was New Japan's match of the year was Will Ospreay versus Okada, but for me a match that I enjoyed even more than that, and it just recently happened and I thought the match was just fantastic was Will Ospreay versus Naito. This happened November fifth. And if you guys have not seen it, it is awesome. It is a hard-hitting, brutal match, working the back and the neck and, like, a lot of stiff elbows. Very stiff match. It's really, really good. Um, so that made my number eight is Will Ospreay versus Naito. And Dave gave it five stars. So, like, it's definitely – and, you know, he likes to be stingy, like, four and a quarter, 4.75. He gave this one five stars, and it's well-deserved. I really enjoyed this match. Nice. I unfortunately will not have any New Japan on my list. Once again, I just didn't watch enough of it. There was, excuse me, there was good New Japan that I watched. I just, nothing stood out to me more than the stuff that I have on this list. So I do yeah. apologize to like the New Japan fans out there. Um, <clears throat> number, uh, number seven, yes. I have the Elite versus Death Triangle full gear. Uh, okay. Yeah, their, their return with the Wayward Son and the whole thing and the match that I saw was fantastic that the ending made a lot of sense yeah like, yeah just everything was kind of perfect about it and, and I did not expect that that triangle to win either which kind of added to it that but the only thing that I kind of about it is just that it went it turned they turned it into a best out of seven and it just kind of felt like we didn't know that at the time though if you take it no, just, I agree. just the match I agree. Right? but I, I have a hard time like me buzzing like yeah wow where are they going from now and then it's like oh best out of seven so it just 
it just doesn't have that lasting impact for me. So it didn't make my top 10, but I definitely could be an honorable mention. Like it's an awesome match. So um, my number seven is just a sure act of bravery, incredible guts and determination, awesome match, really um, just felt so like involved in every move because you just didn't know how much longer the person could take it. And that's Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins hell in the cell. Like I, that was just an awesome match. Really loved that whole, um, just the whole suspense and like not even knowing how bad it was, but you're like, Oh, he's going to wrestle. So it can't be that bad. And then he takes his coat off and you just see how bad it is. And you're like, Oh my God, I can't believe he's going to do this. And like, not even to where it like really affected the match either. If anything, it added to it. And that's so hard to do. And it wasn't like that. They just went in there and wrestled for like six minutes and called it a night. Like they, they went for, probably 25 minutes or something like they tore the house down like awesome match <laughs> yes so that's my number seven seven i'll go <coughs> ahead and i'll um so i can talk about it now and a lot of people probably assume this going into this list that is my number one match of the year um seth rollins and cody rhodes hell in a cell wow. um for the same reasons but also added that yeah. i'm the biggest cody rhodes mark in the world so like take take how y'all felt about that then times it by like 10 and that was me in my living room you know what i mean so yeah. like, i'm that was my match of the year. Um, yeah, I think you could put the Cody and Seth stuff. Um, like it could make it the list multiple times, like like yours did. Um, but I, I, I just put that just that Hell in a Cell match on my top ten uh, for the two of them. And um, and yeah, I mean, and I think that was also Cody kind of saying to to WWE like, you can trust me. Like I'm hurt, yeah. but you can trust me with your company. Like I'm willing to do this for you. Like when I'm back, like strap strap that rocket on me. Give me that strap. So, um, so yeah, but that's my number one and I'm okay with spoiling that now because I'm sure a lot of people assume that that would be my number one. Um, and Romeo has this, that number one as well. This, um, this was definitely in the honorable mentions yep. and between her and Hater and Storm, those were my, this, this match and Hater and Storm were my two favorite, uh, female matches of the year. So, but they did not make my top 10, but those are my two favorites. Yeah. Um, it's like Romeo agrees with the uh, Cody and Seth being number one Hell in a Cell. I think if you make if they make your top ten, then you could easily understand them being number one. In my of opinion, course. Like, it's it, it's not like there's this huge difference. It's just you know, and 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 like my number one, there's personal reasons about it too, and I'll explain that. But like, yeah, um, it it was a it was a great match. I don't blame you at all for having that as your number one. Um, even bias aside, like even the non-Cody stands, I think have that very close to the top, if not the top. I mean, when have we ever seen anything like that? Like we've seen some people wrestle injured and keep going like triple H tears the squad and keeps going, but like going into it and it's swollen. It is like bad as it was like, that was, that was incredible. And for it to be that good. Like, yeah, when the pay-per-view crazy. was on the line too cuz like they were the main event on the poster the whole deal and like the card was like pretty weak underneath it like the whole card the whole pay-per-view yep. relied on that match happening and like yep. Cody could have easily like the doctors and Cody everyone involved could have easily been like dude just go get healthy like you got the night off like we're not expecting you to do this and like he did it and like not only pulled it off like it legitimately was the match of the year for me um but anyway, so my my next one though would be um, 
So my number, this was number seven. That was my number seven. Yep. Okay. So my, um, so I had done 10, nine, eight, seven. Okay. So now it's to my number six. So my number seven was the elite and death triangle. So um, okay. my number six, this one also might be a little biased, but I think a lot of people would agree that this is the top 10 match or at least in the conversation. Tomohiro Ishii versus Chris Jericho on that Thanksgiving AEW. Okay. Okay. That match ruled. Like that match ruled. Like that, I mean, that's, that's, I think also peak showing somebody Jericho can still do it in 2022. You know what I mean? Like like his his chest was bleeding and like the whole deal. They beat the hell out of each other. I, and I'm a huge Ishii mark. So like to see him get that too against Jericho, like on a big stage like that, like that was, yeah, it, it was hard for me to not rank that one even higher, to be honest. Um, but I had to try to pull a little bit of my bias back on Jericho on that. Um, but yeah, I, that's that's my number uh, my number six, Jericho and Ishii on that Thanksgiving Eve dynamite. My number six, and this is the last time that he will be on this list, but he made it three times. Is Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara in a ladder match? That is my number six match is incredible. By the um, way, that's my number five. Just so I'll throw <laughs> it out there. Yeah. So so match was incredible. Um, really, what a way to send off Cody from the AEW. Um, little did we know that, that was the last time, but awesome, awesome match, and uh, it really helped sammy man like sammy was really starting to get over after that match and it all went away when cody left but i remember watching that match on dynamite thinking like man that's like pay-per-view quality that was a great ladder match i can't believe that we got that match for free like it was an awesome match so that is my number six yes um that is uh that's my number five um and and just for all the same reasons um it honestly, like, I get it. Like, there have been, like, the original, or the, I should say the original, the, what most people consider to be the original ladder match with, uh, with Michaels and Razor. Like, that's always going to be one that people always think of as singles ladder matches. Um, a lot of people <coughs> more around our age, a newer kind of generation as well, might be really fond on, like, Undertaker and, and Jeff Hardy and stuff like that. Like, just really iconic, just one on one ladder matches. Um, Jericho and Benoit had some great ones that just won't ever, you know, can't really be celebrated, unfortunately, because of Benoit's involvement, but like, there's been good, but, but I honestly think in, once again, bias and recency bias as well, like that might've been the best one-on-one ladder match I've ever watched. Honestly, Jericho and and Sammy, it's in that conversation, in my opinion. You mean Cody and Sammy? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Cody, Cody and Sammy. And, and, um. And and Sammy um hitting that cutter off like from one ladder to the other was incredible. so sick. like incredible. So um yep. So yeah, we're, we're both right there. For, I mean, literally one spot away on our list with with Cody and Sammy in the uh, ladder match for the TNT title. Cody's last um, match. Okay. So what's your number so, five? My number five. Now I don't know. I I don't think this will make your list. But it was just one of those that I really, really enjoyed. I absolutely loved this dynamite. It was the Road Ranger dynamite, Road Ranger dynamite, and it was where also Will Osprey faced Dax Harwood. But that's not the match. But that really added to it. That was a darn good match. Um, but 
My number five is Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express in a ladder match. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah. That didn't make my list, but that was on the radar. Yeah. I just remember after that night, it was the main event. The Young Bucks won the titles. Like, it just I, – I was just on a cloud nine. I loved the match. thought it was awesome. Kind of was back to the Young Bucks roots. Um, just really loved that match. Yeah, well, you know what? My number four match is – I thought you, were, you just brought him up, but he's my number four um, – is Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy from Forbidden yeah. Door. Yep. fantastic match i mean it's another awesome. one stylistically you don't really know for sure what you're getting out of it and yep. it just worked perfectly i thought it was the best match on the best pay-per-view of the year so yeah um that's Definitely. uh i mean what, what else can you say best match of the best pay-per-view so um incredible and, and believe it or not it didn't even make my top 10 but it is an honorable mention like love that match um another match if they didn't have kind of a goofy finish well, that would have been a, uh, made my top 10 for sure was Moxley and Osprey. That match was freaking awesome. Like if you actually go back and watch it where they didn't have all the new Japan issues and all that crap, that match was awesome. So that was, was a weird finish because he like kicked out right away or something like that. Yeah. yeah, That was when they were doing the thing where he just kept getting screwed. Right. Like he technically kicked or his clothes. I don't remember what it was, but it was something that the match shouldn't have been called yet. And that they did, they went ahead and just hit three and it was over. Right. So that was the only thing that's kind of dumb, but the whole, the actual match was awesome. Um, but my number four, uh, and this is not going to – nobody's going to have this on their list probably, but, like, I thought this match was freaking incredible, and I really wanted one team to win, and I was very much into this match because it could have gone either way, but I knew that if this team won, it would escalate a few that I really wanted. So my number four is Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open versus Death Triangle of August 24th. I love that match. So awesome. And I was so into it. And it's very rare where I don't know a finish. And, like, I'm just on the edge of my seat hoping that one team wins. And, uh, and I, I think Death Triangle has been very underrated. I think they're the trio of the year. And so to have Osprey come to AEW with Aussie Open, I just – I thought this match was awesome. That's awesome. That, that one wasn't on my list, but I definitely understand why you were so uh, so high on that for sure. Um. My number three is, and I'm sure Your number four. Yeah, my number four was Osprey and Orange Cassidy. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. And I've already given my number one, but uh, but yep. so like my number my number three, and I'd imagine we'll probably both. I mean, maybe not. We've been we haven't had as similar um for some of these, which I which I really like, especially with the, when it came to the action figures, or it was all over the place. Um, yeah. With uh, with my number uh, my number. Four, three is uh is ftr versus the briscoes three i know it just happened but like that's yeah you know the dog could double double dog collar match for final battle um that's you know the and i thought that was like about just about perfect and like i thought the ending was so smart with the way that they had um jay had um dax like doing basically like the cross face choking him with the chain and how how cash couldn't break up the the submission because of how Mark like put his body weight on the outside. So like the chain, yep. he was stuck, you know, it was just, it was just very, very clever. I think that whole thing. Um, and two of the best tag teams in the world, two of the best tag teams of all time, in my opinion. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I, that's my number. That was when it gets to this territory. My top three were very close to one another. The Cody one kind of was, kind of, because of the circumstances. But like, there, these, yeah. Anyway, I'd imagine this was probably on your list as well. Um, it didn't. That one didn't make my list. But it's one of okay. those things where it's like. You could honestly pick any of these. Any, any of them. Of those I know. I, I almost. Like, I I try to stick to one per like. Yep. Like. And that's why I didn't want to be like my top ten. FTR versus Briscoes one. FTR Briscoes two. FTR right. Briscoes three. So exactly. it's like okay, you know. But no, I was, I you, I think you could pick any of them as well. Like I just I went with a dog collar match because it was like the culmination of it, and I really liked the finish. But I agree that you could have went with any of them. That's, but which one? Oh, that's sorry. A, that's a great point there too. You could definitely mention that one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's your so number three? My number three is Brian Danielson versus Adam Page two. Um. Yeah. The rematch. This badass match. Blood. They went to war. Um. It really solidified Adam Page. I felt like like it was just really really good. Um, so yeah, cause the, cause the first one, they go to a draw and then this one, they, you know, Adam page wins in an absolute war. So I don't, I just really love that match. So that's my number two. I mean, God, there's so many good matches. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, that was, that another, was, that, that was on my honorable mentions. Like it did make my top 10, but it was like, it was, I had it right there and I was like, how can I not go with them? But I, I on it, and I know it's crazy because I went with like Logan Paul and Roman Reigns over that, but like I was literally marking out like crazy watching that match. You know what I mean? It was like another you know, honorable mention is Brock and Roman from SummerSlam. Like it didn't yeah. make my top ten, but like I had so much fun with that match, and it was the best they've match they've they've had. Like I I loved that match. Yeah, but man, when you only got ten of these, it's it's tough, and like. The fact that we have so many options and we're still probably beating ourselves up because we couldn't add 10 more matches is just an indication of how good of a year this was for wrestling. Yeah, it was really hard to like try to narrow this down. Um, I agree. My uh, my number two, once again, my what number, number one, three? my number oh, three was FTR and Briscoe's three dog. Collar. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, my number <laughs> My number two is also a dog collar match. MJF yep. for CM Punk. I mean, that that's my number two as well. Yeah, we talked about the entrance for CM Punk going throwback, yep. and the match itself. Had the Cody and Seth thing not happened, this would have easily been my number one for the year. Um, and it's still it come it does come pretty close. Like it was it was between my top two matches of the year for sure are Cody versus Seth and Hell in a Cell and CM Punk versus MJF Don Collar. Those are the two that I expect most people to probably have as their as their number one and number two. Um, and like yep. most of these kind of things that, that, that are, that are doing kind of what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just incredible storytelling. Uh, yep. Just, I mean, the, and it, the like, it, it was, wrestling. it was the match that like launched punk into the main event. Now, granted it was his demise, but like it was like after that, it felt like, Oh, CM Punk needs to be champion. Like it yes. just, and, and like the, the entrance, the way that like Wardlow handed off the the ring or whatever I don't remember what his ring or brass that's whatever it was the to ring, like finish yeah. off it yeah finish off MJF like and the crowd was so behind it the story everything like it was so good 
you know, it was just, it was brutal. Like it fit the story, the, the buildup it is the feud of the year. So like, if you're talking feud of the year and you want to talk about a match that was the, the ending, the culmination of all that, that was that match. So like, yeah, that's my number two as well. There you go. And, uh, once again, my number one match, Cody versus Seth, Hell in a Cell. What is your number one match of the year, Doug? I'm still going with FTR versus the Briscoes from Supercard of Honor. And I was there live. Like, I, I probably have some bias there, but like. Nothing wrong with that, I, by the way. Like, I just remember. I just remember, like, that crowd was. It was fine. It was fine. But like. It was like, dude, everybody got an energy drink. It, it was just like you just like someone turned on a light switch and everybody just like got lost in it and everybody wanted to see it. And for that match to deliver the way that it did, like, can you imagine all that buildup and it was a dud? Like, it just like the fact that you were able to see like everything that you ever wanted in that match with those guys and then they, they could continue on. Like, you really could just put the trilogy as the number one. But God, it was so good. I that was one of the best live matches I'd ever been to, just environment wise. You know, like being the the ROH pay per view of the new Tony Khan era. Like it just it's so much involved in it. It was so cool. So yeah, that's my match of the year. But I mean, God, dude, I could go. There's so many good matches this year. Like this was an awesome year of wrestling. It really was. Yeah, awesome, awesome year, awesome list. Awesome awards, in my opinion. I think we we got we nailed uh, pretty much everything that I think really needed to be covered. And like, um, just for the record, I'll just I'm just gonna go through my top ten real quick for match of the year. Um, number ten, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul from Crown Jewel. Number nine, Gunther versus Sheamus from Clash of the Castle. Number eight, Jordan Grace for Smash Slamovich title versus Streak. Number seven, The Elite versus Death Triangle from Full Gear. Number six. Chris Jericho versus Tomohiro Ishii from the Thanksgiving Eve AEW. Uh, number five, Cody Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara, ladder match for the TNT title. Number four, Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy from Forbidden Door. Number three, FTR versus Briscoe's three double dog collar. Number two, CM Punk versus MJF dog collar. And number one, Cody versus Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell. Yep. And if I, you guys want to hear mine real quick, uh, number 10, Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, WrestleMania 38, night one. Uh, number nine, Sheamus versus Gunther. Uh, this, uh, that cat, what is Flash it? Flash of the Castle. Flash of the Castle. There you go. Um, Will Ospreay versus Naito from November 5th was number eight. Number seven is Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins in the Hell in the Cell. Number six is Cody versus Sammy Guevara in a ladder match. Number five is Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express in a ladder match. Uh, number four is Will Ospreay and Aussie Open versus Death Triangle from August 24th. Brian Danielson versus Adam Page from January 5th, and it was the rematch. So it was Brian Danielson versus Adam Page 2. CM Punk versus MJF from Revolution, and FTR versus the Briscoes for Supercard of Honor. Nailed it. So. All right, guys. That's probably a pretty good time to sign off. Like, kind of went the, about the normal time we go. It's exactly 12.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, yep. Our list is out there. Um, I wanted to give a shout out. What's that? Uh, yeah, Bandito and Jerry. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of great stuff this year. Um, yeah. I don't want to forget before we sign off. Thank you very much, as always, to VK for being a part of the show. Please, if you want action figures and autographs and Funko Pops and 
DVDs and Blu-rays and video games, all that kind of stuff, go to VK's eBay store. The link is in the description below. Just send him a message that says live rounds or Steven or Doug or something about our show. He will give you 10% off of anything you order. So go over there. The stuff's going fast. Every time I look on there, there's stuff gone from the time I last looked. So get it while you can because the prices are very, very good. And VK gets it to you fast. I ordered from him. I showed you all what I got from him the other week. It showed up to me in like two or three days in the mail in like really, really well done. Like the, like the packaging, like everything came in like pristine condition. Like can't say enough good things. Y'all love doing business for him this holiday season. Uh, so once again, thank you, VK. And the link is in the description. Just hit him up, say live rounds for 10% off your order. Um, and yeah, Doug, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say? Like, well, as we wrap up, uh, the kind of the awards. I mean, we'll be back here again next week to to do the show, right? I mean, I, I don't know if you have uh, family stuff you got to attend to or not. I don't think so. What is what is, is anything Wednesday or Tuesday? Sorry. Uh, no, not really. Like, I I think I have work off until like I have like Monday off, but then like I I have to work Tuesday. I think Tuesday is kind of normal again. So yes, yeah, and for me, I um, return to work Tuesday. So the only thing yeah. that'll be hype is like. New the Wrestle Kingdom will be that week, so I'll be hyped for that. Kenny Omega and Osprey, all that. So nice. That's right. Should okay, cool. Good. So yeah, we'll be we'll be back again before the uh before the year and before the year's over. And I hope you guys enjoyed our awards this year. We appreciate y'all for uh for the super chats, everyone who sends super chats, very, very much appreciated. Um, just like Patrick from earlier in the show. Um, while we aren't live, you know, throughout the week, if you ever want to send us super chats or essentially send us donations, um, we treat them like super chats and, um, you can send those through my tip jar on Twitter and we will always open the fall, like the next show with those, uh, those messages. So like Patrick sent us a donation earlier today while we were just you know, during the day, read it out to y'all during the show today. And that works for questions you have for us and stuff like that. Cause People hit, hit me up at least you know, fairly often, like, man, I couldn't be there live, like, I, but I watched the show, and I'm like, dude, you can still ask us the questions, just send them to me throughout the week, and like, we will answer them right when we get to the to the show the next week. So like, that's the best way to like guarantee everything gets answered and your stuff gets out there um, if you can't make it here live. Um, and sure. we appreciate everyone who is here live, everyone who catches it later on on demand. Um, all y'all. So, uh, so thanks. Happy holidays. Uh, happy Hanukkah to those of you who celebrate because that's happening as we speak. Um, and uh, Doug, do you have any anything you'd like to say? I I gotta plug some stuff before we get out of here. No, I just I appreciate it's been a really fun year. Uh, it makes it so much easier when wrestling is good. This would be a probably a br pretty brutal thing to do every Tuesday if wrestling sucked. Like, I'm just thankful that we have so much wrestling to enjoy. I think next year should be just as good, if not better. So there's going to be a lot of good stuff to talk about. WrestleMania could be absolutely insane next year. Um, the AEW pay-per-views are always going to be good. There's just a lot of fun things that we'll be uh, looking into. And I just appreciate you guys following with us and enjoying the ride with us because uh, definitely add to the show. It's a community, like I said, so so I want to thank you guys for a great year. Thank you for uh, all the support, and uh, we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. We didn't even get to it very quickly, very quickly, within like a minute. I'm just going to rifle this off. MMA, okay? Oh, wow, yeah. May, hey, May, May, 
male fighter of the year? Uh, Islam. Islam. I got Alexander Volkanovsky, female fighter okay. of the year. Um, God dang. Uh, what do you got first? Let me see that. Valentina. Yeah, that's what I had, but I just felt like it could have been played out. But I mean, she she pretty much doesn't lose. Uh, fight of the year. What do you got? I got Yuri Brahaska and Glover Teixeira. One of the best yeah. fights I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, awesome. that was insane. <laughs> Frustrating because I wanted Glover to win and he came so close to winning. But like, my fight of the year though was Gaethje and Chandler. Okay, that's another great one. That was on the list. It's absolute craziness. Um, KO of the year. I've got Michael Chandler. Speaking of Michael Chandler, um, With knocking Tony out Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. Yeah, the kick. It was yeah. He, he flatlined him. Yeah. Um, that fits. I'm good. With uh, uh, honorable mention I had for that was Molly McCann. Uh, the spinning, the spinning elbow. Yeah. And, um, submission of the year. This was another one that I was. I had two that were close. Um, I I was. We just talked about the fight, but I. Um, my submission of the year was Prohaska submitting to Shara like last second doing that rear naked choke. Um, but another rear naked choke that was very close was uh, Oliveira choking out Poirier. Uh, Leon knocking out Usman was a big knockout of the year. Absolutely, too. absolutely. The the Oliveira Poirier one is the one I was thinking of. Um, we don't really need to talk about, it, but like upset of the year obviously is Juliana Pena upsetting Amanda Nunez. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if that's upset of the year, but like just the way that it happened, uh, Perhera beating Izzy, just because yeah. of the based on the experience and all that, like felt like Izzy should have won that fight. Some people might even say like O'Malley over Yawn, but like I think it's kind of a stretch to say. I mean, it was an upset, but like O'Malley's <laughs> Patty, good. Patty over Gordon. <laughs> no, oh, that was BS of the year. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know if there was another. I don't think there was another award that was like worth bringing up, really, for uh, for MMA. So um, that covers it. Yeah, it covers everything. I think promotion of the year, huh? KSW. Um, <laughs> so uh, PFL. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah. Um, thanks to thanks everyone who watched the show. Um, we we appreciate y'all. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at fight talk underscore F I G H T T A L underscore. You use code fight talk on independent wrestling.tv or at TV live and check out the spotlight. It's every Thursday morning with myself and Jeremy Lambert on the main YouTube uh, channel for fightful. That's youtube.com slash fightful. Um, no interview this week. We had to reschedule. We're doubling up on some interviews and getting some stuff pre-recorded. Um, but we'll do our normal show um, this Thursday still as far as like covering all the main topics for wrestling. And um, that's live on Thursday mornings. You can also check out the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. It's every Sunday, sometimes on Mondays, depending on how busy I am, especially with like the Vikings. Although they've been doing Saturdays lately, which has been kind of cool too. They're doing another Saturday. So, um, yeah. but I normally get the Weekender up on Sundays. Sometimes it's Monday, just once again, just depending or it's like really late on Sundays. I did I I didn't even talk about it, but I did more commentary this past Sunday on a CDW show here in Atlanta. I got to do commentary for an Ernest the Cat Miller match. So now Andy, gave, Andy gave me a high five when I was on the commentary table. So um go. yeah, I mean I don't want to brag, but uh that <laughs> happened. Um so uh I, I scissored uh, Billy Gunn as well. 
So uh, see, uh, this wow. There you go. This, yeah. So you scissor daddy ass. Scissor daddy ass live. Did you, um, Carly I, Bravo? Carly Bravo complimented my rookies as well. Well, there you go. Anyways, uh, when it comes to Ernest the Cat, uh, you still got a little little spring in those steps, or is it yo pretty brother, much a wrap? He, he got in there, hit his two clotheslines and a spinning heel kick, baby. Okay, that was, okay. That was that was. That was but the badger was suspenseful. He was on the outside. He was trying to tag in the whole time. His team, his team were the heels, but he was like the good guy who was like kind of like not vibing with the other guys and they wouldn't tag him in. They kept cheating and he wasn't really down for it. And then by the end of the match, you know, he hits a couple clotheslines on the on the the opponents because he's still trying to win the match. But then when they they keep trying to get him out, his own opponents trying to get him out, his own partners trying to get him out of the match, he eventually has had enough of it. Spinning heel kick other team wins um yeah, does a little dance you know it's was, it was, it was pretty awesome um but yes anyway the only reason i brought all that up is because um that show will be available on youtube soon enough uh, probably sometime next week and that's championship district wrestling cdw um and yeah uh post post the link down below whenever it pops up so we're like yeah next show or something. good call yes yes and um we'll be interviewing uh, we were supposed to interview Jameson Ryan and Diamond Sheik again tonight. They've, been, they've become like monthly regulars on the spotlight with me and Jeremy. And uh, they, we had a scheduling conflict tonight, unfortunately, but we're going to still get them on very soon. So, um, so yeah, anyways, the spotlight um, every Thursday morning, the weekender, usually on Sundays, but always at least once a week over on FightfulSelect.com. Make sure to hit the subscribe button, hit the like button right here on the RVD Tito Flight YouTube channel. Doug, any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Oh, just go Cowboys. It's Eagles week. Finally here. Um, they'll be playing their backup, whatever. I don't care. Just want to win. If we lose, whatever. It doesn't matter. We're already in the playoffs. I'm just ready to get in the playoffs and see what happens. Yep. We're still playing for uh, for the seed and the bye and the whole yeah. shebang. Skull Vikings, biggest comeback in NFL history. Thank you for tuning in to Live Rounds. Make sure you leave a like, leave a comment, and donate to Steven Jensen. He will read out your donations on the next week's show. Also, don't forget to follow Doug Bateman and Steven Jensen on Twitter. And if you like what you heard tonight, check out more Live Rounds episodes.